Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart, I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love pleasure. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Another week, our Discord server has survived. I'm not sure if it was just a bluff from Discord or if Can they're giving us it? ample time to clean the server of the terms of service violations. Uh, but we survive another week, so we'll carry on as normal. I'm a little bit uh, irritated. Or is it ornery? I never know how to say that word. Ornery? Ornery? I think it's ornery, on- but I never say it because I don't know. Ornery? Whatever. I'm irritated because... Uh, of course, I had thought that the mask mandate was coming to my county on Tuesday. A mob of hecklers actually delayed the mask mandate vote until Friday. That was a sight to behold, but in the interest of time, I'll talk about that later unless someone wants to talk about it. But anyway, postpone till Friday. Thinking maybe you can win this battle. Our governor swoops in today and waves a magic wand, and now everyone has to wear a mask in this state. In, in indoor public settings. So it's trolling time. Bullshit. Trolling time. I'm going with the Kleenex rubber band look. I'm going with the mosquito net hat look. I'm think, I'm going with the uh, Halloween masks. I, I, I was this close to buying like a $30 hazmat suit on Amazon to wear to the grocery store. Do it. So, so you got to troll our way out of it. But uh, anyway, um, most of you guys know the rules. Just in case you are new to the show uh, and you'd like to participate in the show, there is a link to the Discord server on which we host the show for yet another week. That's in the description. Hop in the server. Uh, the way this works is you put your uh, name in the roll call 10 minutes before we go live. And then I will uh, grab the names out of the roll call and randomize them, as I will do right now. Uh, and then we'll go in a randomized order. And uh, please keep your calls to two or three minute limit as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. And we'll get through as many as we can. We'll stop every half hour to talk to uh, Super Chats on YouTube and Streamlabs and DLive. Let me randomize here and make sure I don't screw it up like I did last week. And then uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you can send us an email. That's uh, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line and we will respond to uh respond to it at the end of the show in the last half hour as we will tonight okay i think i did it i think i did it double check yeah we're good so uh first up tonight is mustache a mustache asian one of the (laughs) we have many asians in california many asian usernames this is mustache asian oh yeah well i mean i'm of course in seattle escape california that's right prior california yeah my mistake what's up yeah, that's not, not, nothing much. Yeah, have you heard that the uh, Seattle Police Department is trying to play a forty chess move with a budget cut thing? Uh no, enlighten me. So basically, um, they're they're, they're trying to threaten to fire most of the uh, POC police officers if they do that fifty percent cut. So, yeah. So, who's they? The police department? The city? oh no, the police department. Sorry, the, the yeah, so SPD is doing that. Why would they want to yeah. fire the people of color officers? I think they're just holding holding them 
as like a hostage, I guess. Yeah. Oh, so they're saying if you cut our budget, we'll fire the black cops? Yep. What about the police yeah, chief? I'm not sure. Huh. Not quite sure what's going on with that. But then just like, I guess it's a Hail Mary move on their part. So, yeah. <laughs> what's going to win out? Uh, worship of people of color or hatred of the police force? That's the dilemma they're creating? Yeah, they're trying to create that try and create that dynamics and so try to try to play that but i don't know my guess is, is my guess is the woke crowd will say that the black cops are race traitors anyway and so we have <laughs> yeah. no sympathy for them probably yeah yeah it is really weird kind of a situation going on in here it's just like i don't know it's, it's seattle is like you, you, if you can't leave probably strap up but i don't know it's like and and especially west coast is these self-defenses cancel anyway. But this right. is for sure. Yeah. This uh, the Seattle defund thing, 50% defund is going to happen, as I understand, right? That's that. This is just, Probably. this is their blockade. This is their attempted stoppage of that. Probably, yeah. Okay. It's surprising though, too, like because it's a black uh, police chief and supposedly pretty woke, but I don't know, maybe she found something, but... I don't know, she seems yeah, less and less yeah. woke because of what happened, so we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, because the whole Chaz thing is giving her a black eye, basically, and yeah. she's, she's not, not down with that, at least. So, all right, yeah, that would be mostly it. Well, thanks for your call. Stay safe out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so one last thing. Sure. Um, the, uh, um, since I moved, uh, I haven't been able to get back into the, uh, the community page to edit my information, so basically I'm technically still in California sure. in the community page, so I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll message you. Yeah, just send me an email and I can access. take care of that for you. Okay, alright, thanks. Yeah, have a good night. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Okay, Damien, up after that. Damien with the Jefferson avatar, not yet banned either. Damien, you there? Damien. Give Damien a uh, you guys hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Yep. Awesome. Uh, what's up? Uh, my question tonight is actually mostly for Blonde. By the way, Blonde, you're looking a little distracted or down. Everything good? Oh, I'm just really tired from the baby. <laughs> well, hopefully this question will ener energize you. Okay. Some uh, st stimulating thoughts. Like, uh, I know there are a lot of... Uh, upsides for uh, religious belief but my question for you tonight is especially as you think about raising your daughter emmeline and maybe future kids like do you see any downsides in religion or christianity or catholicism are there any reservations you have or things you're concerned about feel free to chime in as well matt but i know you're yeah. not uh, a believer like blonde so mostly targeting this question to blonde sure. i'm worried about catholicism's adoption of an open borders narrative that troubles me and then um because we have a, my family has a propensity towards like scrupulosity and anxiety i'm a little worried about uh like the the thought crime aspect of catholicism like uh evaluating your intent and things like that i think it's really easy to go too deep with the religious narrative and and that was a problem with me growing up so i worry about that yeah, like uh, sorry go ahead for, for me i was raised catholic and uh what's kind of started me now i'm an atheist what started me kind of to question god was 
like, you know, I just organically discovered masturbation when I was like 13 years old or something. I didn't yeah, even I know did. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But then like, I, I learned like, okay, what masturbation is and it's a freaking mortal sin. So yeah. you go to hell if you're like a, if you masturbate and you don't tell some, you know, potentially pedophile gay priest about your sin. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. Absolved. I had a so friend like, convert pretty recently and he told me that when he converted that the priest made him like estimate the lifetime numbers of masturbatory event events and like for a man in his 30s or whatever it's like i don't know thousands of times i've jerked off <laughs> thousands of, like what do you what do you want here and the priest was like no like you need to give me your best possible estimate do for how the many math times you've like oh yeah <laughs> i guess he's like i don't know like twice a week for for 15 years 20 years <laughs> And I thought that was so weird. It's like, can't you just be like, I've jerked off a bunch and, you know, you're absolved. It seems yeah, so weird. Are, are you like concerned about that sort of thing as you raise your uh, kids? It sounds like you are. I'm pretty, I'm pretty worried about it. Um, but I, I love the priest at my church and we'll see who comes after him because they always move good priests around. But as long as he's there, I feel safe. But yeah, right, I have, well, a, I have a tenuous relationship with the Catholic church. I'm not. I'm not a particularly good Catholic. Well, I'm glad to hear it, Blonde. I don't think anybody <laughs> should have too close of a relationship with the Catholic Church personally. I but understand your reservation, but thanks for the questions. No problem. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, See have a good night. By the way, I'm just getting kind of a bad connection with you there, but I think we're good. Um, I with am, me? Yeah, it, you know, Google Hangouts does its weird things. Oh, but okay. I was going to say to the audience, too, I am testing yet another audio system for running this as I'm learning this new software. So I think everything should be square, but if you're, if there are we, any weird audio issues, if the chat could, uh, could let me know, that'd be helpful too. But I think we're all good. Everybody can hear everybody, right? What I'm worried about is the situation where Discord's not, any, not coming through, but it sounds like it is. Any Fs in the chat. Sweet. All right. Uh, is it even happen? That's, that's the name I'm looking for. Is it even happen? Okay. Uh, well, uh, I need you to hop in the uh, the waiting room, Mister. Is it even happen? Oh wait, no, that's just something someone typed. Never mind. That's <laughs> like that's not that's this is this is why you should only type your name in the roll call because otherwise I'll think that's your name and that's not your name. Anyway, now that I've uh, derailed everything, Stooges, Stoogies, Stogies, <laughs> and Broomsticks. No, I'm not high. This is this is the actual. I can't show. hear anything. There we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. What's on your mind? Can you hear me? Yeah. You there? Hello. Uh, it keeps going blank. Uh, I'll try again another time. Okay. Otherwise, I can try to bring you okay. back in. Uh, oh, there it goes. Yeah, you can hear us all right. Yeah. What's on your mind? Uh, uh, what do y'all think about this whole Nick Cannon debacle? I think it's hilarious. Um, I mean, said some stuff. <laughs> I haven't followed it closely. I was listening to Laurel's stream right before we went live and she was talking about it. He was, you know, he said some stuff about Israel that was hilarious. Well, so he ripped like white people as uh, like agents of power and Jews as agents of power. Is that the gist? Yeah, but he was yeah, pretty he much was mostly was talking about melatonin. Yeah. But is the controversy that he ripped white people or is the controversy that he ripped Jews or is it both? 
I think you no, know the answer to that. Jewish. Just the yeah. just the Jewish part. Okay. You think yeah. people give a shit that he ripped on white people? What did he say? What what was the nature of his commentary? He was talking what? about how. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it was basically just if you basically if you're not black, you're vicious and savage. Okay. <laughs> All right. Really stupid. And this was on his own podcast, like his own. Yeah, and he, yeah, he yeah. got fired yeah. today too. So that, that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I just want to get y'all's take on it. I just don't know that much about it, but uh, obviously, if it's just his opinion about things, I don't support cancel culture against anyone. Um, I don't know what Nick Cannon's politics are. I don't know if he's been part of the uh, the cancel culture mob prior. I've never really heard of him doing that because I don't follow Nick Cannon closely. But generally speaking, if all he did was say, here's my opinion about even this group, well, that might be politically incorrect, but... You know, if we don't if we don't stand up for that sort of speech and the freedom to say it, especially on your own platform, on your own personal time, then uh, then what else would I stand up for? It doesn't sound like he threatened anyone. As far as I know, he just said, here's my opinion about this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you uh, you have any more thoughts on it? Not really. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Yep. Have a good night. Oh man, do you have allergies? Uh, they've been kind of coming in and out. I'm not feeling them right now, but uh, <sighs> earlier in the year, yeah, they were. I just cannot take hard. anything. Ugh. Let's see. So bad. Uh, <sighs> Kadir. Let's try Kadir. Kadir, are you there? Give me a second. Yeah, go for it. What's on your mind? Oh, hello there, Matt and Blonde. Uh, I wanted to start off by thanking you both so very much for everything you do. Um, you are a <laughs> a beacon of light in these dark times. So oh, well, thank you. Gay balls, um, thank you. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about wokeism. Okay. And as it stands today, actually, I have an anecdote. Um, I received an email from my company. I'll just say I work for a very large corporation, mm-hmm. and they're going to do uh, implicit bias training. I've oh, got it here. Oh no! Small group discussion, and it's not—it's not just some small thing. I mean, we've got a giant corporation, and they've got four scheduled meetings that that they're trying to get everybody to attend. Um. And I've been looking for my voice for a long time, and I, I'm i trying to to toe the line, as it were, and not get fired. But um, Okay. But we're, are you comfortable we're saying, like, are, are you at a high level here? Are you at a low level? What's your general position? Uh, fairly low to mid. Okay. I mean, I'm, my work is in high demand. Um, I have a... a good job i like my let's put it this way are you managing other people or are you under management yeah no okay i'm under management okay um so yeah middle to low oh um, how financially dependent are you on this job yeah not i i i don't care i've been prepared for this for a long time I okay don't, i don't mind oh, you're fired, prepared but... all right so all right is well, it, explain the situation more but i'm just I wanted to ask you a question about how wokeism infecting corporations and the government, um, where you see this headed. Civil war. I mean, mean, 
I don't advocate for people boycotting companies. And so I suppose that should extend to people's jobs. Uh, like what we, what we recommend and prescribe for people in college is that they just put their head down and continue to work. But that's a means to an end. I think in a career situation that you are more morally responsible to fight this and implicit bias training. We know that that is just anti-white rhetoric. Plus, like, there's no evidence that even works. It, there's evidence it makes people more racist. It's, for sure. It does yeah. not produce this inclusive, loving environment that they say. And yeah. And just pisses off your employees. Yeah. So I think that like where you work, you have more control over uh, whether or not you're willing to put up with this shit. But because of the current political climate, um, you have less power to switch jobs. So I don't know. It's a really personal decision. Matt, you want to well, if you, if you well, feel, well, I'll, I'll be just fine. Yeah, if you uh, if you okay. feel that strongly, if you feel like this is a deal breaker in your employment and you're in position to move on, I would encourage you to do that. And I think you have two options. Uh, well, there's one other thing about my work that okay. I wanted to mention. My my boss, well, I've got two bosses. So my boss above my boss, to say that, uh, he recently stepped down from his position of management. Mm -hmm. He's a extremely tall bald white man <laughs> i mean was he i, I think he stepped down voluntarily or are you implying that he was pushed out voluntarily i think he's under pressure because people want his position and there's been talk yeah uh, in our meetings about you know it's time for change right i'm just shaking my head like i got i gotta get out of here <laughs> but um before i go uh i'm gonna let you go in a second i wanted to direct you to a tweet uh, about critical race theory in the government. Um, there's an account at Real Chris Rufo, R U F O, mm -hmm. talking about critical race theory in um, the Treasury Department. And he's got a, a thread about how um, diversity training is entering the government's Treasury Department. On so our dime. Yeah, we get a Last paper today. A whistleblower sent me a trove of documents about a divisive diversity training at the, tre at the Treasury Department. What I discovered is deeply disturbing and an affront to equality. Well, I, don't, I don't believe in equality, but, you know. I hear you. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this would just confirm everything that we already knew about the federal government. If it's happening in private corporations and in schools, we have no reason to think it's not happening in the government. Of course it is. Hmm. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, if if Thank you, you very much. do uh, if you decide to make the move, yeah, at least send uh, at least send me an email to let me know what happened. I'm always interested to hear these stories. Yeah, I'll be around. Uh, Sounds I good. Was listening to Blonde for some time, and I recently found this channel, and it's amazing. Oh so well, thanks thank for tuning in. Thanks thank for your you. kind words. Good luck with uh, your decisions. All right, bye now. Yeah, have a good night. Bye. Hey, Alex is up next. Alex Godeye. I, re I remember Alex from last week, I believe. Alex, if you're there, go ahead and get that mic unmuted. Okay, here I am. Hi, Madam Blonde. Hi. Uh, What's on your mind? Um, well, I was just thinking how last week I called asking about personal strength, where you get it from. Right. And uh, Personal strength? Uh, you're cutting out for me. Yeah, personal strength. Uh, am I still cutting out? No, you're okay. Uh, yeah, just it's a little bit of a weird connection, but we should be good. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, you know, in the third world, after all, um, <laughs> not not bad, all things considered. Uh, it's it's Uruguay, by the way. People who are trying to guess that in the live chat, mm. it's Uruguay. The 
I used to look um, at um, uh, Uruguay on the map as a junior high kid and laugh. <laughs> you are gay. <laughs> it looks like you are gay. That in Niger or Niger, or however you say it, are the funniest countries on the map. <laughs> to a teenage yeah. boy and still to a 30 plus year old man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching The Simpsons and seeing Homer saying you are <laughs> yeah. gay. Yeah. Like, we were honored to be mentioned by Homer. That's, that is okay. a badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I was just uh, thinking about, you know, uh, how I called last week about asking about personal night. I watched Blonde's video about her birth story. Mm. And I, w- I just want to say that, you know, I, she's even stronger than I thought. I mean, actually a really strong person. And I think that the whole point about her being employability that I touched upon last week actually is kind of moot because she'll succeed in her life, whatever, regardless of what circumstance throws her way in. Um, Thank you. I just wanted to um, ask you something about um, maybe resentment or bitterness um uh you know all of us we go through shit in our lives and i just wanted to ask you like how do you let go of something that really this you then been a bitterness like for instance i to live with physical pain every day because of a surgery i had like so and because of what pain, your pain because of what you cut out a little uh, of um of a, of a surgery i, hmm. I underwent like 16 years ago, mm-hmm. I underwent uh, back surgery because I had scoliosis mm. and it left me with like chronic pain. Sure. It's like, I mean, I, I know I can't do anything about it. I want to just go, you know, just being, stop being bitter. And I don't know, maybe you had, you, you've gone through some tough things and maybe you uh, opinion about letting go of making bitter. Mm. Oh, Skag. Well, let me think about this. Physical pain is is very difficult, and thankfully, I've lived a life where I haven't had to deal with that, uh, like chronic pain, chronic physical pain. I have had to deal with my fair share of emotional pain, like anybody. I'm not special in that regard, but I, I've had to experience it. And for me, that sort of thing, at least for me personally, there's more control over that. There is more of an active choice in moving on. With with physical pain. Man, I don't I wish I had great advice for you cuz that it's not just turn your mind off. You're saying you have yeah. bitterness you have bitterness because of the physical pain. So it, it, are you saying it's the physical pain itself or your reaction to it? I I guess it's it's both really. I'm hmm. really angry at the, the whole situation. Uh I when I was I was a minor when I re so it was my parents' decision really. And, uh, you know, um, after I, uh, when I underwent surgery, doctor told me that I would have to wear a, a plaster corset for like four months. It would be all, all right. And it um, wasn't all right. And I went to lots of doctors after that, and nobody could give me a solution. They, they couldn't even diagnose what I had, the pain I had. It's mm. quite frustrating, really. Um, cool. Uh, it, well, it's... Have you been able to find, have you found any treatment for it? Or is, is pain still a reality of your everyday life? Oh, I haven't. Pain, pain is still very much a reality, mm. uh, But um, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't want to ask like a super difficult question, I guess. I just wanted to know like if 
what your thoughts well, were? Well, I would say oh, that's a tough one, man. I've not had to live through anything like that. So, uh, so you know, I, I hope the best for you in that regard. What I would say is, I don't, I don't think it's realistic to control the reality of the pain with your mind. The only thing that you maybe have some control to exercise is is your level of of optimism in searching for uh, a treatment or a way to manage it. I mean, it, the, that's the only thing I could say is, but I don't know what you've been through. I don't know how long, how long down this road you've gone and how many treatment options you've tried and considered. But yeah. that that's really the, it's hard for me to give advice here I without mean, any direct experience, but I'd say keep keep the optimistic attitude, search for something that might help and have faith that there, there's still a better day ahead. That's true. And as far as forgiveness is concerned, like it, I know this is kind of trite, but it's not about the other person. It's about you and your emotional health. What do they say about resentment? That it's like uh, drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's <laughs> probably true. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, so, you know, like the, the forgiveness that, uh, that you want to extend it's you don't actually have to do that do it for the other people that uh that are responsible for this but you know for yourself and that's not going to help you control your pain um but it will help you heal emotionally and then maybe um something will work and i don't know if this is bad or good advice but marijuana may be helpful if that's, <laughs> if that's something that have you, you, that you have access to yeah. or you know or cbd I never never tried that one and it's legal here um i mean buy it and you can yeah i don't know maybe try that out and see if it's something that helps alleviate your pain uh it's not as addictive as opiates it's not without you know any risk but um you know you're not gonna like get addicted to heroin down the road because of it okay okay I hope that helped. Uh, This we were worthless those were worthless well yeah it was we just don't have a lot of words in that regard yeah it wasn't worthless it was a difficult question maybe and um i really value your input so thank you very much and there's you know so much uh anger that i can't believe have so much like hate in their heart i was gonna say it sounds like there's a lot of love in your heart you sound like a good guy so i appreciate your kind words and um and thank you for calling in and and all the best with that i i hope that you find what you're looking for in a way to to manage that issue and uh and well we appreciate your call Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. Have a great day. Good night. All right. Uh, Marine Echo is up next. Mr. Bill. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Well, finally got the stream going today. <laughs> Do you want uh, to uh, share the story of what happened? Well, the thing is, man. Okay. Basically, I emailed Matt about this uh, podcast I wanted to get going. And... YouTube banned us on our first stream. What? However, Susan right away. How, how, however, I will say that uh, the guy that you linked me up with, who has been great, we are going to uh, call him Tank for the sake of his anonymity. Sorry, I've had a few drinks. We were drinking on the stream. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. That is that's a tough, tough one. Word, yeah. 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 But um, um, he didn't have any audio output and we didn't realize that. So it's me talking about subjects and we were talking about the history <laughs> of slavery, which probably didn't come off very well one-sided, you know? Uh, we were approaching it very um, cautiously and, and respectfully and whatever else, but yeah. So we went to DLive and yeah. we will be reposting to YouTube. 
And if anyone is interested, the channel is called The Ends Justify the Memes. All right. Um, and uh, not means, but memes. Right. M-E-M-E-S. <laughs> right, right. So, and I also been doing uh, my own stuff. I've been putting out, it's kind of long form uh, videos called All Minus One. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like philosophy, political history, whatever else. I sent you a uh, an email about that, Matt, but I know you get dozens. I don't expect any... Uh, any privilege amongst you no, i'm happy to so, i'm happy um, to check stuff out especially for people who i know are uh you know part of the community part of the audience and looking to build something for sure so yeah whatever right however right. i can help for sure As, aside from right aside from uh shameless self-promotion mm. um <laughs> i wanted to ask rebecca about uh are you having any uh postpartum um with uh uh, Emmeline and all, are you, you experiencing like that, that, uh, less hormonal state that's screwing with you any postpartum depression or anything like that? Uh, yeah, but truthfully, I feel less crazy than I did, um, during pregnancy, <laughs> but like mostly I'm just projecting all of my hypochondriasis on the baby. Like right now she has a really gunky eye and i'm like do you have adenovirus in your eye it's like she just has a gunky eye like chill your balls mom so you know right now it's just about not projecting my own neurosis on the baby which is going to be more of a challenge than i expected but i'm not particularly depressed or anything except for about the political climate like oh i feel pretty bad about that. right but i mean that that's nothing new for you right i mean no no black I, I feel pretty what? normal yeah 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 well, thanks for asking i appreciate well, I mean, that oh yeah yeah no i mean i know my uh my ex-wife my first wife uh after we had my daughter had a very hard time with that so yeah um and it's something people don't talk about a lot you know yeah um yeah. so it's just just curious uh just curious and especially knowing how much you talk about how neurotic you are in general so <laughs> Um, it's true. I am. Skag can attest to this. High, high neurons. We took the Jordan Peterson test. We were on opposite we ends of the spectrum. We're like fifth yeah. and ninety fifth percentile. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so good pair. Well, she is. She, she is a woman, Matt. So I know. Yeah, yeah, and that is generally true for men and women. It's, it was even high for a woman. Yeah. I was ninety ninth percentile. Oh, it was higher. Than, it was up there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right, man. Well, I'm glad yeah, to hear the um, I'm glad to hear the pairing uh, between you guys worked out or or hopefully will work out. That's good to hear too. Oh, he's been great, man. Um, you know, I know he was like a random dude that e emailed you, yeah. and I had a few requests on um he here on um um Discord, but I uh yeah, he's been great. He's been at it. You know, he's got a full time job, but he's been working at all the tech stuff, mm -hmm. and and I'm uh I'm doing the research and basically hosting. So he's just really been motivated to do it. So, and he's a really smart guy too. Um, so part of our shtick is, is that we both live in the South. So we're the, and we're white heterosexual Christian males. So we're <laughs> the most deplorable of deplorable ever. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it, it's been great. This is the, this is our third attempt. We finally put a, like I said, something out today on D live. It will be up later on, on YouTube. And eventually, hopefully, we can get some audience and go live on YouTube and not get wiki wikied. I think part of that, again, was the technical issues. Um, I don't know, man. So. It's like I was saying to you, I really think that she puts the screw to people who are starting out something fresh. 
I, I re- I've, it's not the first story I've heard where someone's yeah. starting out something fresh and gets that the band sense. hammer like right away. Right away. Yeah. I think there's a double standard for. Well, have you ever watched? Sorry, I lost him. Yeah. Oh, I lost him. Oh, there we. We'll give you last word. Yeah, you no, cut out for a no. second. Ever watched what? Oh, I was going to say, have you ever watched Plebeian Media? He does a uh-huh. stream every morning. Okay, he's very, he's got a very he's got very good takes on what's going on. Um, but he does a stream every morning. And he only has about a thousand subs. Mm-hmm. I believe he used to do do the show with a partner, and now he's doing it alone. Um, so I think there's a way to get by it, but it's just expanding to other realms. And, yeah, I there's you no know, reason you should put all your eggs in the YouTube basket if you're if yeah. you're starting something fresh now. Yeah, it's right, right. Yeah. Anyway, good well, luck. Anyways, with guys, the, have yeah, a good night. Good luck with the project, and uh, keep me updated. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yep. Have a good night. You too. All right, we're due for our first break. Oh, let me see. Uh, over on D Live, ETC says, "Sadly, all the verified Twitter users have returned." Is that a reference to D Live, or is that a reference to Twitter? I don't know. Um, we're good over on uh, on Streamlabs and Silosopher. Thanks for supporting the show as well. Much appreciated. Let's see. Let me reload this. It's always hard to find where we're like where the start of the stream is, thanks to Susan's new system. It's retarded. Uh, Holden Mulray says, "Hi, truth seekers, blonde. I'm an egalitarian in terms of gender and leadership. Um, but every time I hear Karen say new normal, I come closer to your point of view. God bless guys." He also said, "Hi, truth seekers, blonde. I hear you on balkanizing. Is there anywhere either of you like outside of the U.S.? Love you guys. God bless. Uh, Hungary." Hmm. If I had to live in Europe or anywhere else in the world, probably hungry. I guess I haven't thought about it that much. I, I am firmly of the perspective that I am fiddling all the way down on this sinking Titanic. I, I love, I love this country. It's all I've ever known. And I specifically love the philosophy on which this country is founded. Even mm-hmm. if it's been, uh, well, I don't know, even if, even if it had faults that led to this, even if it's, if it's been perverted that led to this Titanic sinking, which we may be, uh, coming up to, I just can't see a situation where I would abandon ship. Like I'm staying here and I'm, I'm going down with it. And if that means that there's a split ahead, or if that means there's some sort of reconciliation, I want to be here to stick up for the values on which this country was founded in whatever comes next or however we resolve this conflict. I'm here. America to st- is over party. Yeah. I'm I'm here to stay. I'm not going anywhere. Did you hear Twitter got hacked and all the blue checks got banned? Oh, that's this much. Yeah. So the users have returned. That must be what it's because there was a big Bitcoin scam like Elon Musk. And oh, I saw that. Yeah. Are, are you talking about something else? The blue checks got no, banned. I think that's what live chat's telling me. Really? Like they just all anyone with a check got banned. That's ironic. I never got the check. They never would. Um, Andrew Kurska says $30 hazmat suit. Thank you. No, well, thank, hey, if that's the purpose for it, uh, I will get the hazmat suit. But the difficulty was I couldn't find one. I could find the suit, but not the mask. And of course the mask is the key component. Right. So right. the suit, I mean, I can, I can improvise that, but the mask is the key component. That's where the prices started to go. Oh, up. they got locked out. Not banned. Oh, Okay. okay. Um, Austin Olson just wanted to say thank you both for providing me a sanity safe space after my father's death last Thursday. Oh, he was 56. He died of a massive heart attack while driving a semi. 
I'm so sorry. Jeez, mm. I'm sorry to hear that. That is young. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear. Sorry, that. All Austin. the best to your family, and th- and thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Laurel says I have to up my live stream game if Matt is watching on the regular. <laughs> I have it on good authority that he is. I like to uh, I like to stop by or just you know I like to tune in when I'm when I'm setting up for our show, which we're always going live immediately after Laurel. So I like to have something to listen to, and of course, there's a lot of crossover with the community, so that's fun too. And, uh, um, and thank you, Laurel. Oh, sorry. Keep doing what you're doing. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, Hiccup911 says, I was just stung by a bee. Anyone know a good remedy? Um, have a homeless person pee on it. I think that's... <laughs> that kills all mm-hmm. uh, toxins. Or is that a toxin? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the, what, what they tell you to do on um, WebMD. Uh, Bethany W the last one for right now. Cause we, we don't have to do any, uh, I'm a mediator and into Buddhism, but as a conservative don't fit into most meditation groups. Are there any conservative Buddhists listening or am I alone? Um, you know, who has a history with Buddhism, although she's no longer Buddhist is a uh, Robin Riley critical condition. If you shoot her an email, I will guarantee that she will write you back. And I know for a fact that I have received meditator. I said mediator. I'm sorry. I, I have received a, a few emails as I've sort of opened the door to uh, to religious teachings and concepts. I've received a lot of emails with people's inputs about their beliefs. I know for a fact I've received a couple Buddhist inquiries. So I, I think this and Bethany, if I'm not mistaken, you're probably the same Bethany who was at who was headed to the Trump rally and was we had connected to uh, connect people for that purpose. If you want to send me an email and if there are Buddhist listeners of the show who would like to connect with another one for networking purposes, uh, I'm happy to, to make that happen as well. And we're going to have uh, to get we'll very specific with all our community stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. First we had dating. Now we're going to have like religious uh, congregations. So this is all taken out of mind of its own. All right, uh, you, you all set? Uh, we can, yeah. yeah, let's hop back into calls. Uh, thank you, guys. I'll check on Streamlabs real quick just to make sure that we're good. We'll hop right back into callers. Yeah, we're good. Um, I left off after Bill. Lamentations is up next. Lamentations, you're good to go if you're ready. All righty. Um, well, I thought I'd... Uh talk a little philosophy tonight, uh, something from Blonde's home, Homeland. Oh. Um, I'm, of course, talking about The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah, joking aside there, uh, actually, there, there is an interesting concept in the book um, that I think is kind of relevant, relevant to uh, where we are right now. Sure. Um, that when you're dealing with um, somebody who's aligned against you uh, in, in fighting, you don't want to give any kind of ground. Um, I first ran across this in, in kind of a fantasy novel that re- referenced the book, but I went and actually read it later on. But it seems very appropriate to how we've, Republicans or elite conservatives, have been dealing with Democrats. Um, we seem to be looking for compromises. Mm. And then five minutes later, we're back. And we're giving up more ground, right? Uh, you know, I'm thinking of gun rights. You know, we For sure. conservatives want you know no NRA and no no um, not NRA, um, whichever the machine gun ban is. No NFA, uh, yeah. NFA. There yeah. we go. Two out of three is not bad. Yeah. Um, 
but uh and we we compromise say okay well no machine gun and then uh, liberals come back five minutes later well we also want to ban all the guns and conservatives say no we gave you the nfa well we'll compromise on a magazine ban. yeah and and common yeah. sense is always the next step towards communism. <laughs> each each step is labeled common sense until you get there. Yeah, exactly. Co- common sense can be defined as what I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so I, I feel like we we aren't in a position where we're going to settle this once and for all, um, and therefore we need to just say no. We're not going to give you anything. I don't care how minimal it is. I don't care how common sense or nice or none of it. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Um, and I agree. Know. Compromise is not, is neither an inherent good nor bad. It depends on compromise on what, and we can't compromise the fundamental values of our country. Those are things that we're supposed to agree upon to have a country in the first place. So when I think when you're talking about things like tax rates or you're talking about things like speed limits or things that the states are to decide about the aspects of our day-to-day life that aren't really constitutionally or bill of rights defined. Yeah. All right. Compromise. I get it. But when you're talking about compromise in terms of your fundamental rights, in terms of your natural rights, in terms of your constitutional rights, that's not something to compromise. That is that because that's supposed to be based on, as Thomas Jefferson put it, a self-evident truth. That is a starting point at which we all agree. And then we hash out our other differences later. We don't compromise on the items on which we're all supposed to agree as a country. And increasingly, that's what we're being asked to do. Compromise our foundational values. No, that's why they're foundational values. Yep. Well, and I think the problem, partially the problem is we we keep coming back to these compromises. Yeah, Yeah. as though they'll stop. Yeah. 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 When you're a kid, it's okay. Well, I want the cookie and your sibling also wants the cookie and you split it down the middle. Yeah. Uh, this would be as if your sibling ate their half, you kept yours, and then they came back and said, I want that cookie. Yeah. And okay, well, now you get 25% of a cookie, et cetera. And this is how I feel on the mask stuff too. I get a lot of people coming back at me saying, well, it's not that big of a deal. It, it probably helps a little bit. Why don't you just do it? Okay. I get that it's a minor ask. I get that it doesn't directly impact my life hugely, but it's exactly that issue. These people say, Oh, just put on the mask because then we can keep the economy open and then we'll get back to normal faster. I don't buy the theory that this is a path to normalcy. I think this is another step toward increased authoritarianism. I think that by uh, come August and September, it'll be mask plus some other piece of nonsense. I don't agree with the idea that mask is a de-escalation. I think that mask is an escalation. I think there's a we're looking at this issue in fundamentally different ways. Yeah, it's another angle of attack. Yeah, you know, they had the we can we can give up the constitutional rights because of health reasons. Well, this week the CDC had twelve hundred people come out and say that racism is a health issue, and I can see where it's going. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, it, well I, I'm very that that too. I'm very worried about uh, medical tyranny. And there's the thing that makes me nervous about the masks too is I don't hear a single argument in favor of masks that couldn't just as validly apply to mandatory vaccines. And I don't say that as someone who denies the efficacy of vaccines, whether or not they work. I say that as someone who believes you don't have a right to stab someone else mm-hmm. for the sake of their own good. Yeah. You don't have a right to mask someone else for the sake of, you, have, you certainly don't have a right to assault someone 
for the sake of their own good. And that makes me very nervous that once we say, well, if the medical experts say it's for the common good, suddenly all your rights are erased. No, I'm sorry. I reserve the right to make even an idiotic decision that causes my death. That is my right to do. And I will never surrender the freedom. That's what liberty or death means. Yeah. Anyway. I agree completely here. But well, thank, thank uh, you for I think I'm at the last bit there. Yeah. yeah. If, uh, final word if you want it. Um. Well, anybody uh, who thinks that all your rights should be left up to medical experts has never seen someone who placed on a 72-hour mental health hold and yeah. uh, given medical treatment against their will. It's unpleasant. I, yeah, I bet. I bet. I believe it, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for the thoughts. Let's see. Sven is up next. Sven, you're good to go if you're ready. Let them hang out a second. After that is Marie. Let's try Marie. Marie, you there? Hello. What's on your Hi. mind? Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing well. How are you? Doing good. I completely agree with what you're just saying, Matt, about people, you know, people taking risks and... You know, I mean, I, my saying that I've been kind of fighting back with people as little as I can in, you know, where I am, I'm like, people still go sky, skydiving. People yeah. still yeah, choose yeah. to, you know, take risks and we can't take that away from people. I would never go skydiving, but you know, that's for people to decide for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I, to, to steel man, the other side of it, to try to be as fair as possible, they'd say that, that skydiving has no implications for other people. But I mean, if could, the plane blows up above their house and kills them below or, yeah. you know, you land on their house or well, you land on their dog in their yard, it could have implications. Yeah. And so. that's the thing. I'm not arguing <laughs> against liability. If you can show that someone negligently or intentionally infected you and oh, caused yeah. you bodily harm or caused you some sort of negative effect. All right. I still support the right to hold them accountable. I don't care if you sue them. I don't care if you try to get damages out of them, but I, I'm not going to live in a world where simply walking around, going about my business as a human is treated as a threat to society. When I haven't been diagnosed by any, any uh, doctor of any sort of disease, this is, we talk about quarantines and things in history. We talk, everybody goes back to 1918. It's more like house arrest. It's not quarantine. Yeah. yeah and that's the, like, Okay. I don't have a problem with quarantining the sick. I get it. We're just imposing a whole bunch of arbitrary nonsense on healthy people. We've not done that before. This is, not to use the word unprecedented. That's one of those cringe words these days, but that is the actual unprecedented thing right now. Just imposing a whole bunch of authoritarian bullshit on people writ large without any sort of qualification, yeah. without any sort of terms to be met. And in places like my state, the governor's just, Waving their yeah. waving their hand, waving their wands and saying this is the state of affairs now, effective immediately. Yeah, we I live in Massachusetts and we uh, he announced that we won't have bars reopened or nightclubs or amusement parks until we have a vaccine, <laughs> which means they're oh, all they're on. all done. Which they're all gone. Happen. Yeah. And no one it's funny because everyone talks about New Jersey and New York and California, but like no one's talking about Massachusetts. And we had a shitload of nursing home deaths. And it's it's like we get kind of lumped in because we have a Republican governor, but they call he's a rhino. He's a Republican in name only. Mm. He is not 
you know, he is a Democrat. All the Democrats love him around here. And it's it blows my mind. Well, and, it really does. And then what you just said makes me really nervous, too, going back to what we were talking about just a moment ago. Not gonna not gonna open until there's a vaccine, by which you mean what? Because what if Yeah, half, I, I but, literally have people that are out of a job for for now going forward. Like but, it's it's absolutely crazy. Well, there's that. And then what is the implication? Because what if half what if three quarters of society says, uh, no, thank you. I would not like a coronavirus vaccine. Right. Right. Then what? Yep, I'm on that list. <laughs> then what? Are they are we gonna say no access to bars or restaurants until you've had a coronavirus vaccine? Sorry, I'm not taking the Tom Hanks blood concoction. You're not <laughs> injecting that into me. I have no problem well, with those they, of you who want to take it. That's great. Take it. Yeah. But I'm not doing well, it. Well, the the most promising one I saw today is from Fauci's team. And, you know, who knows what that's, you know, how that's going to go. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm looking to move out of this state, especially since I heard that. I'm like, I don't think I can handle it. I tried to stick it out, but, you know, it, it's it gets harder and harder the more this stuff. We'll catch you in oh, South Dakota. On. That's the good spot yeah, for the real. commune. Oh, we get all beat up. The Midwest would be nice, yeah. but we're we're stuck on the East Coast. We're thinking maybe Tennessee. Yeah, I've heard that's very okay. nice. Yeah. So if anyone has any uh, any recommendations for areas in Tennessee that are, that are good places to move, then I'm definitely definitely on the lookout sure. that's for sure well well thanks for the info god man yeah <laughs> I, oh I, yeah and check out you can look for a, a mesh mask you know like the <laughs> like fishnet type yeah, yeah. you know like those yeah or, really uh, grab some cheesecloth and just tape it to your face yeah or something like well, that well i made one i was talking uh, <laughs> on sunday i did actually make one that is just a sheet of kleenex on a rubber band this is one that i'm <laughs> going perfect. with perfect and um and yeah i did look it up the governor's definition does not appear to ban netting so, uh, like I yeah, said, a mosquito hat. Get a, some pool, you know, have your yeah. have your future wife's, uh, her bridal veil, you know, something like that. <laughs> we could, we <laughs> could like go it. with that. The, the other, uh, the other recommendation that someone made, uh, was it Sunday or prior that I think is hilarious is women's underwear. The lacier, the better. It, yep. it, uh, it is a high I've comedy routine. I've seen some routine. people trolling with that. Yeah. That's a I'm, good one. I'm a fan of that. So. I'll try to look at the bright side and I hope you will too. And enjoy. I assume yeah. you guys have a mask mandate or of some kind. Oh uh, yeah. It's been here since I think the end of April. Okay. It's so, insane. well, if you have any, you know, hot trolling tips, send them my way. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a great night. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Bye. All right. See you later. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Success. Also from Massachusetts. Ah, All look, right. look at that. So, um, I was going to call him berate mostly blonde, but I'm going to skip that and go right to something on. I work in film in the Boston area. Okay. What What would you like to know about our hot fucking mess that is the film industry in Boston right now? I don't know. How many kids have you seen get raped? <laughs> they do that in wow. Boston too, huh? No, no, we, we don't do that in Boston. Oh. We just hate white people. Ah. Mostly. Well, There's I a film industry in Boston? There, it's it's pretty big, not as big as New York, but it's big enough to make some kind of living. Hmm. My biggest um, question on the film industry generally is: Are we just going to see like a year gap of no movies, no TV, or are they? Yeah, yeah. But essentially, no, no one. So I'm I'm working on the only jobs in town. Essentially, it's all, and our our union head is in lockstep with California head. So whatever California does, they're 
God and Jesus, so we have to follow them. So somebody takes our walk in. That shows if it's have code currently. Everyone Sorry, I'm kind of I'm losing you a little bit. You get a test when you walk in. Is that what you're saying? No, they they just take your temperature on the forehead. Okay, yeah. To see if you're running a fever. Yeah. Um, you have to wear a mask. If if you're within six foot of one another, so if you're a camera operator and the dolly operator, they're within like four feet of one another. Mm-hmm. There's a plexiglass partition that separates the two, and they also have to wear a face mask. Like if you're grinding, so they have the medical mask, a clear face shield. And then a plexiglass plate that separates them. <laughs> it, it. It does absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. And the um, layers the, of the silliness clients, on top of layers of silliness. It, it's it's clients aren't in the studio anymore. They're all at home, and we have a Zoom meeting with them live. So they get a live feed of what we're shooting via a Zoom meeting. That all you know, ten of them are all in their respective houses. Well, wait, who's, and there's a twenty who's second they? delay. Who, who's the they? On the uh, Zoom call? the client, so, which is usually like ten or more people. Okay, I'm just wondering, are they like so? Are they giving you direction remotely about shooting the scenes? Essentially, yes. Yeah. Okay. So the the director and producer will will organize a scene on how they think it should be shot. Yeah, that will show the client. And then all 10 will have a different way that we should shoot it yeah. that we all have to without shoot. being there and like understanding the the physical reality of the set. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like t- today hey, we went 5 hours overtime because every one of them had their own oh that one thing in the background should move 5 feet to the right. <laughs> uh it's too dark. Uh it's too light. <laughs> Do you have another carpet option? <laughs> it's <sighs> it's it's clowns all the way down. Yeah. But we're the only ones working. We don't. You mean the only studio or the, the only ones yeah. of whom? The only studio, the only mm. film in town working. Okay. When, when you start getting up to like actual film uh, movies, there's no way. They, they want to have a COVID manager for every 15 to 20 people on a movie. And there's thousands of people oh on a movie. Oh my God. They, they're talking about having different crews separated by different letters. So like if you're on an A crew and you're working in a specific area in the set, you can only work in that specific area of the set for the duration of say the week. And you, you can't have contact with anybody else. <sighs> and like the producer would be a special kind of unit so they can go around to all the different sections and they have some kind of immunity because they, they have to go to each section. God. It, it's, it's completely unworkable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, but we'll, it, we'll have to move on, but if you want a last word, go for it. Um, don't run away. This is your home. Fight for it. Like your ancestors did. We're going to need another, um, yeah, we're going to need uh well, Boston. I don't know. We're going to need another Boston rebellion of sorts. Maybe yeah, Boston can be the place really. to spark off uh, Revolutionary War Two or Civil War Two. Fucking something. I mean, just <laughs> not not up. Stop getting pushed around. Well, yeah, start telling people no. Yeah, I think that, and that's that's the decision I'm I have to face here too, and I'm trying to figure it out. Do I want to just be an absolutist uh, and just refuse to comply, or do I want to push around the edges by trolling? And I'm going to start with the trolling, but I do oh, agree. I'm doing with- both. 
So I, I, everyone knows I, I came out as a Trump supporter at work the other week, yeah. and I just get shit for it. And at this point, I don't give I, I just don't care. Well, I'm surprised you haven't been fired yet. For real. They can't fire me. I'm too valuable. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're doing it right. All right, man. Yeah. Well, thanks Hope for so. thanks for right, uh, well, the call. And stay safe out the there. Yep. All right. Bye. Imagine such a world where you make yourself unfireable to your employer by being too I valuable. That's, hmm. That used to be the goal, man. That used to be uh, what people were aiming for. Yep. Elo cut is up next. Now it's just uh, the reverse. Like the government and my boss owes me everything for doing nothing. <laughs> That's the more common sentiment. Elo cut, you there? Hey. What's on your mind? Hey. Uh, well, I just want to shout out to all the Canadians out there. Ooh. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a story that they Canada actually... is still banning us Americans from traveling in, and I called them all racist on Facebook, and people didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, they've decided they're gonna, like, start forcing us to wear masks when they're going into, like, stage three reopening everything, because mm. that makes sense. When does that start? Or have you guys been... Is is that a national thing in Canada or is it like per province? Uh, I think it's per province because there's some provinces that had barely any cases. I don't know if they've got as bad as we have. Yeah. Are you comfortable but sharing what part of Canada you're in? I'm in southwestern Ontario. Okay. Um, so I'm a bit further from Toronto. Mm -hmm. Shout out to anybody in my area. Sign up for the meetups because I'd love to meet <laughs> people in my area. But nobody's on on there anywhere near me so nobody's near uh, yeah, anyone in so, canada unless you're in toronto or you know ottawa yeah yeah something. pretty much everyone's in toronto yeah like everywhere else Vancouver. is pretty rural those are like the three canadian cities uh, cities i know oh. <laughs> uh yeah so basically they've been going like they've shut everything down and now they're opening up. Friday, I think, is the official like phase three reopening. Pretty much everything should be open at that point. Mm. But my parents live in like super rural northern Ontario, which is where I grew up. And they are just now enforcing masks mm -hmm. in their city, like starting next week or something. But like they've had like barely any cases, like no deaths in their area. And now they're going to be forced to wear masks, like any store you go into where you could contact anybody. Yeah. Well, I, I have a friend who's in rural BC and he, he kind of clues me in sometimes. And as far as I understand, when you're in the rural part of these provinces, they don't even tell you where the cases are. So like, as far as he knows, there's like 60 cases in Northern BC, but that's an area like the size of it's Texas or area. something. And they won't tell you what city or where. You just have to know that there are 60 cases within your like 500 mile radius. So you need to mask up and stay home and not go to the salon and not go to the bars and all that kind of stuff. Is, is it something similar like that? Is like for, for your parents who live in rural, like the rural part of the, the province, you just know that there's like 10 people. That's really kilometers and kilometers away who may have it kind of but it's it's still kind of narrowed down a bit like here we know like in the city i haven't checked in a while but like they were announcing like how many cases in the city like every day they would update twice a day hmm. and it, you can check online and oh this person traveled to 
Italy. This person traveled to Dominican, and then they, like they it'll show travel history. Personal information. Uh, they would just say like travel to country. They don't give names, but they say like oh, a person in, in your community area. did. Tra- yeah. Okay. Why even like, bother telling anybody? You traveled somewhere. And I mean, in most cases, it was just people traveling coming back, but yeah. it slowed down quite a lot. But. I don't like this contact tracing. What's uh, I haven't even looked. I'm going to look at worldometers right now. Like what? How many deaths have been in Canada total? Oh, I don't know. I got tracking a long time ago. There was like barely any in my area See. and really nobody, nobody my age is dying. No kids are dying. Yeah. Like, I have no here. reason to care. 8,800 In Northern Idaho, like, we have 900 cases now and one death and the guy was 75 and had multiple underlying conditions. Hmm. There was like a local newspaper story about the one person that died of COVID, supposedly. Hmm. Fucking bullshit. Why should I care about any of this? You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, last word if you want it. Uh, no, just uh, love you guys. I enjoy watching your show every Sunday. Even though Aww. I'm not American, I'm always surrounded by American politics because our media is obsessed with you guys. <laughs> all right. I forgive you for not being American. It's fine. That, well, that might be a badge <laughs> of honor. My husband would love to immigrate, but yeah. don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> you got to open your border to us so we can escape. Yeah, you got to really. let us you got to let us flee our own countries. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you uh and uh, have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, we're due for um, uh, another break. I do hear the baby, so I'm going to need a need a wee break. Do you remember where we left off on Super Chat? I can pick I, up. I don't think I did that many. Um uh Bethany, I said that she's a mediator, but she's actually a meditator. That's right. I think she was the last one. Okay, let me highlight here, and I will uh, check back there. And um, I will be back at seven fifteen. She sounds really okay. Pissed I, I, off I might there. have to hop into calls before you come back, but um, okay. But I'll I'll see what I can do. All right, and thanks as always, everyone, for uh, patience with Blonde's availability. Uh, let's hop back into super chat. Let's see. Um, ja- Jackie Ray Downey says, "I finally found a farm to work where I get reception nearly everywhere." so I can hear the show live. Uh, just wanted to wish the Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia, B&B group, the best of luck with the lockdown, and I'll get there soon. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in, and um, congratulations on, uh, on the work arrangement. That sounds like a win. Appreciate it. Ark says, uh, I'm curious about your stance on vaccine mandates. If you're pro-vaccine uh, mandate, how can you be anti-mask mandate? I'm not pro-vaccine mandate. Um, I would assume Blonde agrees with that, but uh, but uh, I could ask her when she gets back. Ninety nine percent sure she would agree. But yeah, that's what that's what scares me about the mask mandates is the reasoning will the reasoning just as validly applies to a vaccine mandate. And again, to emphasize, I say this not to uh, express skepticism or doubt about whether vaccines work or not. I say this. Because I don't think that you have a right to stab someone's arm for their own good or for the greater good. You don't get to stab people's arms, all right? That's just that's the reality of um, of people's rights. So I'm not I'm not pro uh, I'm not pro vaccine mandate, and I hope we don't get there. Europa Chronicles says, uh, and well, I and I want to clarify on that too. If organizations private organizations want to have vaccine requirements as part of members terms for membership in the club say your i don't know private school for example in an ideal scenario your private school wants to require them 
Okay, fine. At least I have an opt out. What I'm talking about is state mandated. You will get a vaccine or you will not be allowed in public spaces. You will not be, uh, you, you could face criminal liability, potentially fines, something like that. That's what I'm talking about. State mandated. Uh, Europa Chronicles says Mike Glover of Fieldcraft Survival just started a site called American Contingency for up-to-date intel and a contact method for patriots. It's new, but it's worth a look. We aren't good at mobilizing groups. Um, all right, I'll have to check it out. I'm not familiar. Thanks for the intel. Laurel says, for my first year, or for the past year, my son has been in a what-am-I-going-to-do-with-my-life funk. Yesterday, he took the plunge and registered for the electrician program at trade school. He's super excited and happy. Well, good for him. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, I know uh, I know a handful of electricians who are, you know, they're they're very they're doing they're doing very well let's put it that way and they have a skill that uh, is in high demand especially in my part of the country where new construction is is just booming they can't find enough people to work on these things so uh good for him and that's a skill that i wish i had you know um i, I wish i had a lot more like round the house home improvement building stuff type skills like that i don't I've been able to learn some of them on the fly but if you got something like that you're the other good thing about a skill like that uh, you're hireable virtually anywhere go where you want man Start your own business, work for somebody else. You're going to need electricians anywhere there's human society. So uh, he's, he's probably building a good life for himself. David Blackstone says, the best way to fight the black pill is to realize that we don't have to accept the terms from the left of what the win condition is. Set your goal on something tangible and fight for it and you can win. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree that we have to... Just a general human psyche. We we need to have something to pursue, something to fight for, something positive to be in pursuit of. If we're just sitting around waiting for everything, but even the black pillars, I think, would say that we're not. The black pillars would say we're not just for pointless destruction. We believe that the quickest path to building something that is of value again, or something that is worth having, is to let this iteration collapse and build fresh on top of it. But I, but I agree that in general, you need a pursuit. You need something, some goal, something you're working towards to be a happy person. If you're just kind of living aimlessly and you don't really have any purpose that you're pursuing, it's hard, it's hard to be happy, at least in my experience. The, the least happy days of my life were when I was just kind of drifting without a purpose or an aim or a goal or really any reason to get up in the morning. So I, I definitely agree with the sentiment. Long Dong John says... So I was in Tim's stream the other day and someone had the nerve to say it was better than beauty in the beta. How dare them? Uh, well, Hey, um, Tim, Tim's doing well for himself. So if I, if I have to fall in second place, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that's just fine. I, I won't be mad at all. Let's see what else we got here. Um, over on D live, Jimmy C two says, would life yeets of mayors fix this shit? I don't know what a life yeet is. What's a life yeet? Sorry, I don't know that one. Uh, oh, li- li- hypothetically, of course. So I assume life yeet would be code for end of ending of the life yeet. Let's put it that way. Uh, no, we should not. We should not be doing that. And I disavow Susan fully. Thank you, Jimmy. Guthray, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Let me uh, check over on Streamlabs and I'll hop into uh, YouTube real quick too. And we'll get back to calls in a couple minutes here. Let's see. Um, 
GeoWolf17 says over on Streamlabs says, Hey guys, just wanted to say, enjoying the show for a while now. If it's not too much, could you mention my Twitch channel, GeoWolf17, trying to stream every day around 12 Eastern, noon Eastern, and I play a bunch of different games. Uh, come hang out, and if you'd like, that's GeoWolf17. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Hypnagogic Monk, the fastest vaccine ever developed was five years, so yeah. I have no idea about vaccine development timeline. I've seen some news that there's some final trials going on in the U.S. for a coronavirus vaccine. Good news if you want to take it. And as I said, step right up, have at it. I, I'm not inclined to want these people to inject my veins with their concoctions. But, um, but that's what freedom is all about. If, if you want that and you feel safer, go, go right ahead. Absolutely. Delta Redneck says, uh, the Mod Autonomous Zone, a.k.a. Mod Adishu, that standoff has finally come to an end. After about the 10th time she gassed the protesters, we realized she had to send someone in to negotiate. Lesson learned, no more bean dip in the double wide. Well, uh, thank you for the mod update. Over on YouTube, I got to scroll down a little bit. Uh, Bane Trump says, uh, for scoliosis guy, try stem cell therapy, anti-inflammatory and permanent results. Maybe that would be helpful. I don't, I don't know anything about it. Uh, BB says, good Lord, what is going on here? Uh, getting better. I don't know. Uh, was there, maybe there was a technical problem earlier. I don't know. Uh, but thank you, BB. It's always nice. I to, am not uh, going to be niggardly to hear from you. And thanks for tuning in. Long Dong John says, we rejected tyranny by a king. We rejected tyranny by a dictator, but welcome tyranny by medicine with open arms. What went wrong? That's a good question. I think that one way or another, we've developed a psyche that just prefers the comfort of thinking somebody else has all of life's dangers under control for you. But that's an illusion. And it's very comforting to think that there's this committee of experts who are looking out for you to take care of all of life's dangers that could get you at any moment. You don't really have to worry about it because the experts are taking care of you. Trust in the experts. Believe the experts. Hey, but that totally absolves you of the skill and responsibility to think and evaluate for yourself, the skill and responsibility to look after yourself, the skill and responsibility to self-preserve. And all of those things are difficult. It's not easy to develop the skill set to survive. I think there's a lot uh, why it was hard to survive back in the day. You had to be good at a lot of things. And now you don't have to be particularly skilled to survive. You can just kind of go along and get along and believe that someone out there is looking out for you. It's very comforting, but ultimately self-defeating. I think that's why. You know, we look at like, you look at Donald Trump, for example, And I, for all the good things I can say about him, I don't think anybody looks at him and thinks like, that's the guy who's going to take care of my every single need. And he's going to be my caretaker. We it's comforting to look at doctors, people who we think have been, who have achieved this high level of education, who are so much smarter than we are. And therefore we should trust everything they say. They kind of naturally fall into like a parental figure. We just assume they're more capable. And that's not to say that we shouldn't care what doctors say and think I, I do. But doctors don't get to violate my rights just because they have uh, attained some level of education or some level of expertise. We're all humans at the end of the day, and we are all equal in our rights, and nobody gets to violate them. American Patriot says, 
Hey guys, I love both the channels. I'm also glad to see you both in good health and I want to wish you both the best. Well, that's very kind. And I, I say the exact same right back at you. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you're doing well in these crazy times and uh, wish you all the best as well. Thank you for that. John Connor says, let's see if Matt has the balls to read my super chats. All right, here we go. I know Blonde will. Let me t- <laughs> let me tell you as a chosen one, I'm tired of... Oh, so uh, you are a chosen one. I'm tired of our games. There are games. It takes high IQ to see it and balls to say it. Well, fair enough. I said it. Am I going to get banned like Nick Cannon? I don't know. Susan will Susan will crack down upon me. I'm a little bit late, so I'm going to return to Super Chat, and I'm going to hop back into calls. And thank you guys for uh, for supporting the show. Let's see. I left off on Elo Cut. That means Rorschach. I can't say this name. Rorschach, I think is what it is. Uh, is up next. Hey, Roar, Roar Shotch. You there? Let him hang out. Okay. After that is Mike DeWine's shit-eating grin. Oh, here we go. Did I hop in the wrong room? It's there. Roar Shotch, you there? Nah, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, sorry. You I, were in the wrong room, so. Yeah, yeah. You got me now? Yeah, I got you now. Sorry, I, I, you know, Discord incompetence. I do what I can. That's okay. It's okay. I'm on my second uh, whiskey of the night. So, by the way, I've asked you um, before, I think, but can you tell me how to say your name again so I don't stumble over it? It's it's Rorschach. Rorschach. Like the, uh, like the tech. I'll, like the, mm. I'll remember it. Wow, there's the whiskey. Um, test, like the test they do in psychology. Oh, I'm I unfamiliar. From I'm a, I got the name from a, actually from a comic book character. Ah. I don't know if you've ever read Watchmen or um, seen the movie. I have not, no. Okay, I know you haven't seen the movie. That's a thing that we. That's a meme, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to talk tonight about the the Twitter thing, but I'd actually rather read you a quote from uh, from Fuentes and get your opinion on it, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, so he a couple weeks ago said this, and it was in one in the middle of one of his rants. So it was kind of surprising to me how um, apropos it was. Um, he said, you don't have rights in this country anymore because the mob doesn't recognize them and the government won't protect them. Mm. And just the idea, um, I don't know, that like really struck me. And as someone who has a lot more faith in the country than I do, I'm pretty much full black pill, which mm-hmm. is not the same accelerationist. I'm not accelerationist. I'm pretty sure like I, that's definitely immoral to be accelerationist. Yeah. Um, but like I'm pretty much full black pill. Um, but that, that statement is, I wanted to read that to someone who's more optimistic and see what your opinion was. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I mean, I could nitpick at it a, a little bit and say that you do still have the rights. It's just government is not fulfilling its, its purpose to defend them with that. I agree. And certainly the mob does not respect them. And we're seeing t- take your pick out of the grab bag of local governments that refuse to defend them, therefore abdicating the only purpose for government. So, I would overall agree with the uh, with the assessment. I guess the question is, do we have faith in government to come back to that purpose, to defend your rights, to uphold your rights? I, I don't, just because I think the only chance we had of that was the president winning. Our current was Donald Trump winning re-election. Mm-hmm. He's, he's uh, effectively shut that away with his uh, Republicans or Democrats are the real racist strategy. Uh, my actual like my favorite current YouTuber, just because Nick is technically no longer a YouTuber, is John Doyle. I don't know if anybody else watches John Doyle. No, I don't. If you don't watch John Doyle, go find John Doyle. Okay. Um, 
he's 20 years old. He's a zoomer, but he is, I've just, he doesn't miss. He does not miss. Hmm. Um, and he, he said in his most recent video called a uh, total war, he said, uh, that calling Democrats, the real waste racists is the equivalent to arguing over who gets to go first in a game designed for you to lose. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's fair. I, I certainly don't want to um, have like, who's the real racist piss fights. I don't think that's a healthy politics. I think it's a, a dumb distraction that ultimately doesn't matter. But so, uh, yeah, that, that, that whole, this whole thing that like that, uh, that we, that we, we actually like, we need to stop arguing over rights and racism and just, and just fight the battle because if we don't fight it, we're going to lose. Um, I mean, the Joe Biden already said he said it explicitly now, so it's no longer this speculation thing. He said it explicitly now that if he wins, he will give citizenship to 11 million illegal immigrants. Oh boy, that's 11 million new Democrat voters and overnight. The, the real number is is probably much higher than that. That's a lowball estimate. Uh, that's a lowball estimate. Yeah. Yes, he oh. said 11 million, and you know that's you know that he's hey Bond, what's up? Hey, well, haven't you know they been saying 11 million since like 2009? Yeah. And you know he said 11 million to make the centrists or the the few swing voters remaining left feel comfortable with it actually being 30. Um, it's definitely 30 million, upwards of 30 million. Um, but you know he said that. I mean, we're looking at a minimum 11 million new Democrat voters overnight. We will never have another Republican elected in this country again. Right. I mean, it's just not going to happen mathematically. And if we do, it'll be a perversion of, you know, conservatism. They'll be, they'll be left of Bill Clinton in the nineties if they win. Hmm. And that's just, that's, that's just the reality. Um, so it's, I mean, as, as Republicans and especially as religious, actual paleo conservatives who are, we, we're actually trying to conserve something, mm-hmm. you know, where we actually have something we want to conserve, unlike the act, the GOP right now, it's time to admit that while, there are things happening in this country which are more immoral. Like, for example, abortion is definitely should be the most moral imperative to this country. Um, and, and it should be our number one moral concern. The weapon by which the Democrats plan to beat us on anything, abortion, um, the, the, the drug war, all these things, they, they plan to beat us on all these things by getting their voters from illegal immigrants yeah so no matter how immoral another issue is if you're voting on another issue you need to put it aside and vote on immigration because immigration is how the democrats are going to win and if you vote for a republican like tommy tuberville who beat jeff sessions yesterday Mm -hmm. if you vote for a republican who is not an immigration moratoriumist or a restrictionist you always vote for the republican who's more strict on immigration period because otherwise you are throwing away this country and it's time to admit that and it's time to tell other people that and shame them when they don't vote that way because they will be throwing away this country in the next 10 to 12 years that we won't have an america you will recognize if you keep voting for these these democrat voters to come in because that's effectively what you're doing i uh I yeah I I see it playing out and I I understand the perspective yeah that that really you you got to look at this as a as a high priority or the priority issue 
because yeah. it's really the initial domino that causes all the rest to fall. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I think you're, yeah. you're probably right. Big thoughts, man. And I, I appreciate your call. Sorry, I missed the yeah, first no half. Uh, oh, no problem. Uh, Blonde, look up this kid. You'll love this kid. Um, look up this kid, John Doyle on YouTube. And everybody needs to look him up. You guys are going to love him. He's hilarious. Um, it, at one point during lockdown, he lives in Michigan. He drove to Texas, drove to Texas, road tripped to Texas to get a haircut from uh, the salon lady. <laughs> I don't forget her name. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. That's cool. Two of his friends who are also 20 years old. Uh. And it's like the p- epitome of Zoomer content. It's hysterical and just, I mean, it's great stuff. So I'm sure he's uh, the reason that Texas has a spike in cases too. It's all his fault. And I'm, her. I'm yeah. sure it is. And he would be happy to take credit for it. So, <laughs> How many grandmas right, did guys, he kill with this stunt? The world will never know. Hopefully six million, just like the Jews. That's how many Get Jews died. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Get out. Thank you, man. <laughs> that was a good call. I appreciate it. Um, okay, let's take a few more before the bottom of the hour. Uh, Mike DeWine's uh, shit-eating grin. You still there? I'm here. What's on your mind? <laughs> Uh, well, I just wanted to know first, you know, gush about you guys and say that I'm listening to you, Matt, since uh, I think right after you changed from Skag 3. It's a long and, time. Uh, You're talking four plus years yeah. now. And, and Blonde, you were there too. Um, wasn't fun. Th- thanks, but, for, uh, thanks for sticking with us that long. I, is this, yeah, I assume real. this is the first yeah. time we've spoken. I know you've been in the chat a lot. We've, I know I've seen your name a lot, but I guess we haven't spoken by voice, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, I didn't really have any sort of you know, great political or observation or anything like uh, people have been saying or any, really anything about the COVID, but I had a, uh, I guess, a philosophical question to ask um, both of you, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and uh, of course you don't want to get in details. You, uh, before this, you were both working in some sort of political field, uh, some action group, or with the government itself. My mine was quasi political. Uh, mine was like a, a, a nonprofit organization. It it wasn't an activist organization, or it had an activist purpose. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I worked okay. in finance. All right. Um, imagine, I guess, for a second, if you were, um, well, I guess you, you've you interacted with government uh, on either like a local or state level. Interacted, you know, you would, interacted with what? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you've interacted with uh, any sort of government on like a local or state level. Um, a little bit. Uh, nope, <laughs> not me. In my, I had an internship in college too with uh, with a politician. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess for this hypothetical, pretend that you were a uh, a state employee, mm-hmm. um, and then your governor shut the state down, and you started working from home. Yeah. And you're doing your state employee. Um, duties from home and then you suddenly get told well you have to start taking calls for a uh, organization that uh, provides services both for both jobs and family and you have to start um excuse me answering their calls for the unemployment and then you're also never actually um 
answered calls before on any sort of thing, and you're not actually properly trained to um, help people out. Hypothetically, their, um, not you know, just in a hypothetically, yeah, yeah, yeah no personal experience in a crazy whatsoever. world. Yeah, yeah, in a crazy world. Yeah. Um, you have again, you have no real experience. You're not even really properly trained in your current state is uh, at least say when you started it was 17 percent unemployment rate mm-hmm. um at this point let's say that you still can't really get out of it you don't see any sort of um um progress in the system itself um i mean it's the uh the gist of this is um you do you keep continue um working this job um because there's nothing else out there do you quit and protest because you're not act you're not actually really helping the citizens of your state yeah um and you're wasting their money which so you, they are you feel like a, a moral obligation here to the people yeah. of your state not or hypothetically your friend does uh, in, in addition to your own personal <laughs> satisfaction with with just the job situation, yeah, that's a fair. It's, it's not even, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a moral thing. Um, or I guess do you just well uh, I, take an extended lunch with a double hot sandwich? I uh, uh, well, it depends on your financial yeah. situation, I suppose. I can kind of relate because my past job, it wasn't a government job, but it did. It, as I said, it was a nonprofit organization that that. Uh, its primary source of revenue was from members of this organization, and that those that revenue is for a purpose, right? So, yep. if we have to travel, I should be staying at Motel Six, man, not like a five star yeah. hotel. There are a lot of those conflicts within within that job too. What I would say yeah. is, it sounds pretty clear to me that you have a lot of discomfort with this job, both personally and in terms of its moral implications for your fellow citizens. That said. Right now is a very, it's not an easy time to be like, I, I stand on principle. You might die on that sword, though. The economy is not uh, a very friendly, in very friendly condition right now. I would encourage you to shop and see if you yeah. can find something else that might be more suited to your taste. But mm-hmm. I, I would caution against like taking some big stand of glory right now. Just because, you know, as, as you mentioned, it's not easy yeah. to just walk out and get an immediate replacement job right away. You got to take care of your, you do have to take care of yourself. And at the end of the day, in every work environment, you're going to have things that bug you about it. There is no such thing as a perfect job. Yeah, I understand that. It's just the rating of it that I've never worked a union job before Mm. this. And well, might as well drop the pretense. It's, um, and it's especially a public union. Um, yeah. Fun fact, uh, when they contact you and they want to put you on their mailing list, uh, they do not want you to use your government uh, email address because that's part of the public record. Right. And, and it's then, compulsory membership for you, I would assume, right? Uh, technically, according to the um, the Supreme Court ruling, I want to say a few years ago. Oh, that's ago, right. They yeah. Said that, yeah. Uh, you don't have to. And wasn't that uh, Ohio you, specifically? No wasn't that case out of Ohio? Indiana, I believe. Uh, I believe that was yeah. Indiana or Illinois, yeah. a Midwest guy, either way. <laughs> so, I mean, I have that option. I have no idea how to leave the union. I'm pretty sure at this point it'd be suicide, anyways. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, thanks for 
giving us a buzz. Yeah, good luck with that, man. I would I would encourage you just yeah, to just to put put the feelers out, see if you have some other options, and and shop while you navigate this moral conundrum. Yeah. Oh yeah, I believe you, me. I've, I've I've been looking. All right. Well, good luck in that, and and thanks for tuning in. Oh, thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, Dangerous Spaces is up next. Get maybe a couple more calls in, and then we'll hop into uh, email questions. Dangerous Spaces, you there? Hey, good night, guys. Hi. What's on your mind? Um, I just thought today uh, we would talk about something. Sorry, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be for probably last call, a little bit depressing. Okay. Well, if it's too um, depressing, maybe we'll take one more. <laughs> no, but, go, uh, go ahead, man. So, so for uh, for university or college there, mostly we call it university here, um, there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of uh, the kids going in that are getting taught all this horrific stuff and a lot of, um, you know, pretty ridiculous political things. There's obviously the concern about those people then going out into the world and taking that into a workplace and things like that. But the one that really worries me is those that then go into something like teaching, mm-hmm. where they're yeah. going to be going, where they're going to be learning stuff, and they're going to be passing it on to yeah. the next generation. I'm just curious what you guys think of in regards to stuff like that. Like what the worst uh, uh, position for people that are leftists to be in in this current political climate? Is that what you're asking? Well, just in terms of um, no, just uh, I'm just worried about. I'm just worried about um, the cycle of people in, uh, again, university here, more commonly known as college in America, um, learning stuff and then going on to jobs where they influence uh, especially younger, more impressionable minds that can then grow up to hold that same view because I'm just worried about the cycle of, of that going through. It's one thing to go into a job where they get in and people go, look, we don't care about your politics, although that's becoming a problem these days too. Yeah, where's they get into those a job, job where they environments go, are rare now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if they get into a job where the job just goes, look, just do your job, get on with it and go home, stop yeah. you know, bugging everyone. But I, again, I'm more worried about younger minds, especially in schools. Uh, the chick that was from BAM. Um, Yvette was Falarka? Yvette Falarka. Yeah. She was a teacher. Yeah, like and I of think she younger took kids. Some, yeah, like elementary school. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't she take the kids to a protest as a field trip? I think there was something like that, yeah. So I'm, I'm just worried about those people that will learn that sort of stuff in college, go on and teach next generations or teach impressionable or maybe even yeah. stay in college and, and perpetuate it. And well, just... I mean, hasn't that already been happening? Look at um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and even previous generations. Uh, I think this university indoctrination began, I mean, for sure, as early as the 60s, maybe before. The long march through the institutions uh, was documented before that. So I think that this is already so well underway that what we need to focus right now on is toppling the university regime. (laughs) Like the universities need to be done. People need to stop going to college, go to trade school. Um, And I think that that's going to happen naturally. We're already kind of seeing it happening right now. Like, did you hear that Harvard, I know you're talking about Australia, but Harvard um, is not lowering their tuition, even though they're only doing uh, teleeducation next year. Who the hell's going to do that? that? I would never pay that. 
It was fucking crazy, yeah. right? It's totally insane. So I think that they're already taking on uh, this kind of attitude that they're they're so super great, that they're unstoppable, that there's nothing anybody can do to topple them. Um, and that is going to initiate their own demise. Hmm. Yeah. Although that's not the worst thing for Harvard. I'm pretty sure it was Harvard that I saw recently where their most recent uh, survey of staff, they had 1% that identified outright as conservative. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, my yeah. God. 1%. Yeah. So it, was, it were... was overwhelming. It was overwhelmingly liberal. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of what people calling themselves moderate and 1% that called themselves actual. Yeah. Actual yeah. conservative. Yeah, yeah, hopefully this bubble's about to burst. I think we might watch it sooner rather than later. Uh, soon, yeah. Sooner rather than later, these degrees might be a liability on a resume rather than an asset. We'll see if that happens. We got to let you go, yeah. man, but thank you for calling in. No worries. You guys have a good night. You as well. Uh, you want to try one more real quick before we call yeah, it a sure. night? Let's talk to uh, Bahamut. I'm saying that right. Uh, Bahamut. Bahamut Zero? Bahamut? I don't know. Let him hang out a second. If you can get that mic unmuted, we'll give you the last word. Other than that, we should uh, move into call... Uh, oh, into the... oh, can you hear me? Yeah, go yep. ahead. Oh, hey there. Um, this is my first time coming onto your show. Oh, well, thanks for calling in. Hi. Hey, um, I, I, I sent an email um, earlier today and I wanted to be sure if I was going to make it to the show, but it was about what was going on uh patreon mm -hmm. um this trial i don't i don't know if you've been following um it i have not have you followed it closely blonde no. so my understanding my general understanding and if you know more correct me for sure is uh is that there's a lawsuit against patreon by the bears of owen benjamin's channel because owen benjamin was banned from patreon it's right. some sort of lawsuit about all of that. I'm not exactly sure what the exact claims are, but it's been in court this week. I know Mike Cernovich was there live tweeting it. I, I followed some of that. I'm not super keen on all the details and what the exact nature of the claims in court are, but I know it's generally that dispute. It's a, it's a legal challenge to Patreon banning Owen Benjamin and uh, Owen and the Bears are trying to get some sort of uh, resolution with Patreon in court. Do you, do you know more about it than, than I do? Um, not quite. Um, all I know is that if the judge rules in favor of um Owen Benjamin's side, um, Sean's mm -hmm. probably gonna lose a lot of money. I, I saw and, some people. I I know Sargon did a stream on this too. I haven't been able to watch through that yet, but I saw people on Twitter. Maybe Cernovich was one of them, uh, or maybe it was him. But they were saying basically this. The, the way this case is going, I think that they're, they're awaiting a judgment in a couple of weeks, something like that. Nothing's final yet. But it looks like, if, if this case is successful, anyone who's been banned from Patreon would have a viable case to get some sort of mm. some, something out of. And that wouldn't affect me or us because I left voluntarily. But Sargon. And but for the people who were banned outright, you might be eligible for some sort of compensation from patreon yeah. as far as i understand and frankly i'm less interested in that than just watching patreon go bankrupt <laughs> that that's what i'm interested in so please if you're eligible to sue them please sue them if there's any lawyers out there who can make this happen uh if we can go fund me compensation for the people to make this happen i'm all about it i'll do whatever i can even though i don't have a direct stake in the game 
those guys, those guys need to be punished. Those guys need to burn. They need to go down. Yeah. Any anything else? Hmm. Yeah. I got one more thing to say. Um, sure. Because um, I'm I'm also having allergies. Um, just like um, blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for um, uh, quote unquote medical experts to say. Allergies is a symptom of um, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Every time I sneeze, people are like, "You're gonna have a uh, forcible Zyrtec injection." Yeah, for the greater good. Be ready. Anyway, all right. Thank, thank you, man. Have a good night. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. All right. That'll do it on calls tonight. Thanks for your patience, guys. I know uh, we don't, uh, we can't get to everybody, but we do the best that we can, and we appreciate everyone's patience. If you're having trouble getting in live, or you want to participate but you can't do it live, of course, send us an email. You can send a question to beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call and show question in the subject line, and we will respond to them in the last half hour of the show, as we will right now. Um, Matthew says, should BLM become a centralized organization like the NAACP or the ACLU? If they did, then Don Lamont couldn't fight semantics wars over what BLM stands for, even though it's formless and adaptable to any person's noble or contemptible goals. Was last in line on Discord tonight. Hope I get to call in next week. Well, thank you for uh, for the question and thanks for call- uh, thanks for participating in the show. Uh, It'd be make it would definitely make it easier to uh, to deal with them, I think. Yeah, I don't know why they would though, because I think they're sort of amorphous, decentralized nature is an, is a certainly strategic them, yeah. advantage. And I'm not gonna like what what would we? How could you compel them to? become a formal organ there are in fact formal organizations like the actual black lives matter website as far as i understand is a nonprofit. it has has a has a tax status with the government all of that sort of thing so there are right. elements of formal structure but there's no it's not so formalized that there's some like national organization with local chapters and all that kind of stuff it's just kind of whatever they want it to be and I don't see any way around that. I mean, what, how, how would you, how would you regulate that without necessarily infringing on the right to assemble and the right to organize these sorts of things as you see fit? Yeah. And I don't know why black lives matter would want to do it. There's no, nothing to be gained for them. No, it'd be pointless. Uh, this is from Ms says, Hey all, here's my question. If there was one book you wish you'd read in high school English class, what would it be? Uh, Gulag archipelago. Yeah, maybe I'm not a great literature mind. So, hard for me to say um because i didn't i didn't read a lot of literature after high school because that's not the educational avenue i chose i enjoyed a lot of there's a lot of political philosophy that's been really important to me but i don't know if that has a place in english class i'm trying to think yeah. of a, a god I, I can't even give you a literature example that i um read in college because i didn't i didn't take any english or literature in college at all that was not required and that was not my what that's not what i cared about no i didn't take any seriously no there was none of that poetry there was none of that shakespeare none of that stuff but um but that that wasn't what i was interested in there was plenty of philosophy if that's loosely related but uh god man i, I can't even i can't even tell you the last time i like read a novel Probably high school. I just don't. That's not. That's not my. Not my entertainment area. I've watched more movies than I've read novels. That's that's what I'll say. Yikes! <laughs> if I do read, I want something that is either um, nonfiction or something that is of 
like something that's more directly philosophical. Novels can be philosophical, but it's it's sort of indirectly expressed through a story. I want just mm-hmm. someone to explain philosophy to me. So this is Emma. Um, more of a question for Blonde. Would you ever consider comparing U.S. and Canada healthcare costs with Robin? Julia Brave the World did an interesting video about the subject and claims Canadians and Americans spend the same amount on healthcare, hmm. with the U.S. having better quality. Uh yeah, we could talk about it, but I don't know if like a personal discussion between she and I would yield any kind of meaningful statistical information because I guess we could talk about our pregnancies. Uh, that's a pretty good idea, actually. Hmm. I'll run a buyer for Motherland. Chris M says, have you listened to the most recent Joe Rogan episode with uh, Brett Weinstein? Weinstein. Uh, specifically, his proposal for a Dark Horse Duo presidential ticket. Curious your thoughts on it. I, I got, I think, like an hour into it. I've not finished it. Uh, Gabbard Crenshaw 2024, he asks. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, if if I have my beefs with both of them, but I certainly wouldn't panic if either one of those people was president. Um, yeah. Do I have any faith that something like that could I think something like that would only help Joe Biden as much as warm as I am to probably a lot of the candidates they would consider fielding. And I wouldn't panic if any one of them won, depending more than likely they'd be okay. But I think all you do is peel away from Trump people and independent people who lean Trump. I don't think you peel away any of Biden's base. And I think, so I think that's uh, that's a way to hand Biden a win is, is the practical thing I would worry about. Oh, yikes. Um, This is from Anon. How do you deal with the death of a loved one as a non-Christian? Do you believe in any form of afterlife? Mm. I've never lost a relative of you as you have, but I've dealt with the death of two very close canine companions within the last two years. Mm. While I'm not a Christian, I must admit that belief in a heaven-like afterlife provides a comforting hope that motivates uh, those of us left behind to move forward with our lives. It's a belief I would like to embrace but simply can't rationally justify, at least not the Abrahamic conception. Um, this is, a perhaps the most difficult part of Christianity, like having faith in the absence of evidence. Isn't that the definition of faith though? Believing yeah, in the yeah, absence of I would of say so. Um, I, you know, I have a hard time with this, like, because there's nothing that, that you can see. There's nothing that you can feel that's going to reassure you that this is, um, that this is something that's going to happen. So like I, I asked a priest about this when I was a kid, cause I was like having major panic attacks about dying and stuff like that. And he told me like the God and the concept of heaven, it's like smelling baking bread. Um, you, you can smell it. And so you know that it's happening around you. You don't have to see it. You don't have to taste it. You don't have to feel it to know. Hmm. Um, and I thought that was a good analogy for, for all sorts of faith. Uh, but this is something that I really struggle with. And Matt, since you've had a, a big loss in your life, what do you think about this? Well, I, and I certainly understand the question. Uh, and, I, and I'm sorry about your dogs, man. I, I, <laughs> our dog is seven years old now. He recently, had a, he recently had a bad health episode, but he's fine now. I remember I was bitching to you because I had to take him to the vet. And I is looked it his up ears? The, no, he had a digestive issue. But I, I, oh. I went to get him a vet appointment, and the stupid ass vet had a Black Lives Matter message splash page covering. I'm like, I, I just need to make a vet appointment. Don't lecture me yeah. about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Anyway, 
So I'm sorry to hear about your dogs. And I, I, as my, I, I'm, I dread the day. Like we've been thinking, man, what if, what if he's in really bad shape? Yeah. The thought of losing a dog that you love is awful too. Of course, you know, uh, I, I've been through it with my brother and, and all that. Um, and, and the, but the question, uh, I, I can understand a lot because as I've said, uh, building a life that he would be proud of is, is a fundamental purpose of my life. Even though I don't necessarily have faith that he and I will ever cross paths again. But I suppose the way my perspective is in, is evolving is I don't necessarily look at it in, in a way of faith, but kind of in a way of hope. Those are related concepts. And I, I, I live my life in a way that I, I hope that he would be proud of in a way that I hope in a way. And I hope that we will, we will meet again someday. I can't say that I believe with certainty that we will, but the hope that it's possible does provide me with purpose. Yeah. And to me, however, I don't know, maybe purpose is the, the, the end purpose. <laughs> That's kind of circular, but you get what I'm saying? Like you have to achieve purpose, whether faith gets you there, whether hope gets you there. I don't know, but I know that I've been led to a, a position of purpose and that's what makes me happy with my life. So I'm probably splitting hairs between hope and faith here, but I'm a big believer in hope. I don't know that I'm all the way to faith because I just don't know. I don't believe these things with certainty. I don't believe these things beyond reasonable doubt. Yeah. I just hope and hope, hope is a great thing to have. Hope gives you purpose on the other, on the flip side of it, hopelessness. I mean, what is, what is life in a hopeless state? It's not really worth living. So I don't know. I'm kind of babbling here, but that that's, that's kind of the perspective that I've arrived at. Hope for the best and work toward it as though it's possible. Cause the only way it's, the only way it's truly impossible is if you just give up, then it's never going to. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for the complex question. I'm sorry if I sort of babbled my way through it. Uh, Henry says, do you think there is also a large generational gap between young leftists and boomer leftists? For example, young leftists often say that America was founded on racism and oppression. While boomer leftists still say Trump is against the foundational values of our country. Interesting point. Which conversely implies that our founding values are good. Do you notice that difference? That is a very interesting observation. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, Trump is, yeah, tr I, I do see that. I, when I think about that, Trump is a turncoat. Trump is a traitor. Implying that he is the one who has turned his back on a good country. Exactly. Yeah, the 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 true radicals, the AOC faction, those people believe that this country is rotten. Ilhan Omar, great. She uses that language all the time. This country is rotten to the core, and Trump is just a part of that. That's a symptom of a problem. Yeah. yeah, that is that is a very interesting and important distinction, and uh, I, that that's a very interesting observation because. Everybody coming from the same perspective, this is what we we're getting at earlier. If we can all agree that the founding values of this country, the founding ideals, the founding vision, that those are good things, we can work from there. If we don't agree that the foundational values and vision of this country are good things, we have to split. What else do you have? That's, uh, that's really the distinction that that's getting at. Someone you can work with versus someone you can't. Right. Uh. Uh, this is Tiskula, Dear Mama Blonde and Matt. 
Mr. Brooks was a convicted criminal released early due, due to the Wuhan plague. Mm. He was polite and cooperative with police until he realized that he was arrested. And he knew he was going back to prison. Only then he attacked the police and tried to shoot one or both of them. Do either of you think that this may have been another suicide by cop case? I don't. I think it's just a guy who flipped out because he knew he was going back to prison. I think if yeah. it was suicide by cop, he would have just stood there and fought them. Like, why would you run away if it was? Why suicide would you run away? Yeah, I think he thought. I think in his irrational fight or flight moment mind, he thought Maybe that I he could escape uh, uh, somehow. That would be my guess. I, but I, I, I think your overall analysis that he realized, well, I'm arrested. That means I'm going back to prison. That was going through his That's mind. That's correct. And you don't even have to uh, surmise that. You, he said that in those interviews, like, well, I got to stay on the the on a clean path here because if I screw up, it's straight back to prison for me. He knew straight that. Right he back he to was prison. well yeah. aware. Yeah. Yeah. Anon says, in regard to politics, I find myself swimming between sticks-ish libertarianism and right-wing despotism. That's that's a big swing. I recognize. That the more power you grant the government, the more easily corruption can infect it and the harder that infection is to remove once established. So on that front, I generally tend to support any initiative or reform that decentralizes decision-making power. On the other, it seems that when you let people do whatever they want, you end up with the progressive shitholes like Portland and Seattle. Where do you think the balance point lies? Well, this is why this is the pitfall of libertarianism. Libertarianism, as, as John Adams said, uh, our constitution is made for a, his language is a moral and religious people, I believe. And take the religious component of it. If you want, take the moral component of it. If you want, that is to say, if you believe one is necessary for the other, what is clear to me is that for libertarianism to function, you have to have people who understand, believe in and abide by objective morality. And Mm -hmm. if they don't, well, then, yeah, then it's just free for all anarchy. Do what you want. There are no no moral implications to anything. Freestyle it. Kill a guy. Who cares? None of that matters. So that is the that is the pitfall of, of libertarianism and and, tr- and the trade off to minimizing government authority is that you have to have people who are of high personal character, high moral exactly. character. Well, also yeah. smart and law abiding. And the only way to really do that, you have more leeway in giving freedoms when you have a homogenous, high IQ, high trust population. Like that's just that's just the way that it is. And then you can care about people's personal freedoms until you have that. None of this really matters at all. So, yeah. So where, where do you think the where do you think the balance point lies? I think the balance point, what I would say is that I do believe it is philosophically correct to minimize the role and certainly the centralization of government as much as possible. That said, it is also correct and important to uphold high personal moral standards and encourage them in other people. That, that's yeah. what I would say is the balance point. Would you do that by having a white Christian society? <laughs> you said it not. That's, that's a lot of hate in that heart. I'm but. joking. <laughs> clearly joking susan diversity we want more diversity in our communities i'm seriously more africans (laughs) now you're just trying to any what i said more there is there is no racial monopoly on on morality and we no i i want everyone to abide by those values and i want to 
convince every one of those values for sure. Yeah. yeah. That said, um, I think it would be naive to think that it just, you just drop, you just drop this value system like a seed into anywhere in the world and suddenly it'll work. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, and I don't say that as a, a value judgment. It's just the reality is it hasn't. Can't deny that it hasn't as much as we yeah. want it to. And it, but I, I think we do have an obligation to keep working toward a world where that that can or could happen. Yep. Uh, John says, what are your thoughts on the argument from paleoconservatives that legal immigration is a much larger threat to right wing ideology than illegal immigration? I have just made that argument. I myself think that regardless of skin color, people can be persuaded to side with the right wing by strong arguments supported by evidence. I'd love to hear your thoughts, though. Um, I have lost faith that pe- people from diverse backgrounds can be persuaded using reason and evidence to side with the right wing. I don't think I don't I don't think that it's feasible. Like, look at our society. It's like more H-1B visas are, are all these Indian people going to come here and they're just going to suddenly agree with right wing, right wing views because they're of high, higher intelligence and because they make a lot of money. No, they're going to bring their cultural values here. They're not going to listen to us. They're going to establish their own communities. It's what people do. People are tribalistic. I think that legal immigration is a considerably larger problem than illegal immigration just in terms of numbers. I mean, obviously. Do we actually have um, more legal immigration than illegal? Is that is that for sure? I don't. Yeah, especially when you consider the historical trend of legal immigration. In the isn't nation. it like a quarter million a month across the southern border or something like that? Though, are we taking? I, mean, I, I I'm I'm asking it's probably seriously. Thirty I have no million idea. illegal immigrants, and yeah. it's got to be more than that in terms of net legal immigration. I would say that legal immigration can be a threat. It depends on the terms of legal immigration. And uh, I mean, we, we've gone down this road a million times. I do, I do think that there are people who have the right values, who have assets to bring to this country, and who would be of net positive to this country. And I think we should try to find them. I wouldn't go as far as to say outright moratorium, outright ban nobody. But I certainly think that our current system is too open in terms of its legal immigration and certainly we have no control over the illegal immigration it's got to be tightened down a lot although i'm not as far as as nobody ever i I think that there are people of value i mean i just wish we could clone dinesh d'souza (laughs) and just have you don't want to ban is uh 20 i actually don't know his life story i he immigrated from somewhere i assume or was he born here india such a fuck was is it his parents that immigrated or did he was he born here was he born elsewhere or was he born here? He either was born in India or he was born here. Either his parents immigrated or he did. I'm just I trying to figure remember. out where he got that weird accent. How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> he, he enunciates Cheated on his well. wife. That guy. Oh, just leave Dinesh in well. Dinesh. No. Dinesh did nothing wrong. He's the worst. He represents everything I hate about <laughs> legal immigration. Dinesh has edgy takes like the Democrats are the real racists. Yeah, really? No, Super I, edgy. I, I, I like Dinesh. He's, he's, he's fine. Um, incompetent hands blonde. Have you read the coddling of the American mind by Jonathan Haidt uh, and Greg Lukianoff? Uh, re- I have not a really good book warning parents to limit the amount of time kids spend online and that you should put off your child's engagement with social media, especially true for young girls. What age do you think you will let Emmeline join social media? She can join over my cold dead body. Like she's going to have to be of legal age. Like there's going to be no interact, no, none of this. She will not do any of this. Absolutely not. What age do you think you'd let her have a cell phone? 
she can't have a cell phone in no until she's a legal adult uh, she can have a flip phone that only contacts me <laughs> but that being said you know like she's going to surpass my technological knowledge when she's like five years old yeah is how so i'm not gonna be able to stop her and then she also is going to, she's my she's, daughter she's so. gonna be doing reaction streams to our streams that we don't even know about she's gonna be roasting us and we're not even gonna be aware she'll be a genius yeah. oh my poor baby oh <laughs> do you need to step aside or are you good um it's okay let's finish these and i will with the super chat okay uh root root, root muncher is next all right if root muncher says in a country or state that is built on a democratic ideal or a country or state that is built on a democratic ideal requires an institution that holds the people in power accountable this is mainly done by making sure the populace gets the untarnished facts in a timely manner the job is assigned to what we call the quote-unquote media it is blindly obvious that most people will consume media that triggers the irrational parts of their brains and reinforces the narrative they want to be true it is hard to see how the free market that is people marketing consumer decisions will produce the journalism that is required to maintain a stable democratic state but a government-funded media has its own obvious problems is this problem solvable i don't i don't really <laughs> agree with the uh with the premise i think that um that I. that the market has actually solved a lot of these problems uh, uh, the the fact that a bedroom operation like this show can have even remote competitive yeah, yeah competitive uh viability with the likes of cnn and the new york times and i'm not saying that obviously there are more people watching than that but i'm saying overall when you take the alt media the youtube community people's individual blogs people's individual news sites and you aggregate them i wonder what the numbers are when you when you aggregate all the um like the big players in this realm the joe rogans the the stephen crowders all those people how do the numbers compare to like cnn msnbc i bet it's not actually that far off competitive yeah I mean, think about all the uh, airports with the CNN. It's inflated viewership. Yeah. And as far as government funded media having its own. I mean, I don't care if it's government. I don't care if it's one corporation. The idea that one entity is going to be the the. The unique provider of or the the, the person that hands down the truth that has a monopoly over the truth. That's just not going to happen. So while we do, we undoubtedly have dominant players who I think freely and happily or even intentionally mislead the answer to cracking the answer being to crack down on that and to centralize control i think only uh, worsens that problem i don't think it solves it in any way just who who has the controls at that point uh ryan's up next um i'm gonna have to do this one and then go take she's free i can hear her freaking out okay you want to step Um, out you want to do this one first We'll do this one really quick. Uh, Ryan, I want your advice on trying to find a relationship with someone with my values. I'm in college and in upstate New York, and even on dating apps like Match, all the girls are either fat or lefty. <laughs> Should I keep looking or wait until I get out of college and move down south? Hmm. Oof. I mean, I met my husband on Match, so I'm biased, but it's way different for a woman. Skag will tell you. Um, I would say wait until you get out of college because the dating game is different for men, you don't have the same kind of biological clock that women are working with, so you've got some more time. I would assume, if you're in college now, I'm going to assume that you're an early 20s male. Maybe not necessarily, but in all likelihood, you are. 
if, if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for a relationship based on a set of values, I would say never stop looking. Always keep right. your, you know, always keep your, uh, your options open and keep looking. That said, you got nothing but time. And and I was an absolute idiot well, in my early 20s. Don't let it push past 35 or 40. Well, yeah, but you got like a decade plus. Right. And what I'm saying is you can really be specific about what it is that you're looking for and wait for that until you find it. That could be tomorrow. That could be 10 years from now. But in the meantime, you have 10 plus years to work on yourself and make yourself the best man that you possibly can be, knowing full well that if you just keep your options open and you, when you see it, this is the mistake that I made when I was younger. When you see it, be assertive. When yeah. you see it, take a leadership role. When you see it, approach her and say, hey, this is what I think. This is what I like. This is what I'm trying to do. Would you like to accompany me in this task? Or you're going to marry me. I will club you in the head <laughs> and drag you to my cave. Yeah. So I, that's what I would say. If, if There's nothing wrong with uh, treating it like a job and doing the online thing. Just don't don't get stressed out that if it doesn't like if it doesn't work for a year or two, keep working on yourself, man, and keep your options open. Yeah, and it's gonna work out for you. Just like I said, when it when you see it, go for it. When you see it, don't yep. hold back. Don't beat around the bush. Uh, whatever. Take your take your stupid metaphor. Take ownership of the situation. Be a leader. Be assertive, and go get what you're looking for. Um, just stop crying. I think she must have. All right. My husband's probably walking around. Um, Jacob. This is from Jacob. I guess it, uh, I, I, it was really long, so I cut off just to the question. So he says, where in the world is the silent majority? Um, isn't that the million dollar question? I guess we'll see with the next election, but I, it has to exist. I think the silent majority is this, this middle America, middle class, um, like white population that's not not voicing their concerns because they all are still afraid to lose their jobs and to lose their social network. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not the greatest judge cause I don't have the widest circle of friends. I don't have the biggest social network, but in the small one I do and the people I encounter in some day-to-day -day activities, I don't get overtly political. I try to just kind of ask people what they think and get a feel for it. And I'm telling you, especially with this coronavirus stuff, well, and the black lives matter stuff. And granted, my, I, I live in, I live in Bozeman, Montana. That's not representative of every part of the country. A lot of people are willing to kind of give you the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I know this is bullshit, yeah. but then, and it's exactly what you're saying for 75, 80, 90, maybe more percent of the population politics. Yeah, they care, but people care about their family. People care about their home. People care about their friend group. Their jobs. They don't pay attention to politics to the degree that we do on this show and to the degree that our audience is inclined right. to. I do believe in the silent majority. Um, and I do think they will vote accordingly. But the one caveat I will put on that is uh, I don't put it past the DNC in particular or a lot of institutions of power, frankly, to uh, to maximize the fuckery. To maximize yeah. every piece of shenanigans they possibly can because they still can't believe that Donald Trump won the presidency in 2016. Yeah, exactly. And over their dead bodies, will it happen again? And over the dead bodies of their voters, <laughs> they, yeah. will, they will uh, they'll install their next candidate. And I don't think that they're I don't think their intended president is Joe Biden. I really don't. I think Joe Biden is a placeholder. Joe Biden has admitted as much. 
I'm just a place. I'm just a placeholder until Pete Buttplug comes in. And he's the candidate of the future. He said things like yeah. that in the past. So I believe in them. Uh, I just don't know that I believe in the powers that be to listen to them in the way that the system prescribes. It's going to be a hell right. of a November, man. It's going to be wild to watch. It is. Uh, they they didn't learn shit. Uh, Barry Weiss is right. Uh, James says, Matt, my wife and I are fans of the show and we live just north of Indianapolis. The Black Lives Matter related violence in Bloomington and Indianapolis recently has convinced my wife to pursue getting her uh, CCR mm. and starting to train with a handgun. As I've said on this show before, I've always been anti-gun and I'm very anxious at the inevitability of there being a gun in my home. As someone who didn't have a gun until you were in your 30s, do you have any suggestions of how to get over this anxiety without handling without handling or firing a weapon? Oh, you're going to have to take this or I'm going to get too bitchy. I'm still anti-gun and I refuse to handle one, but I would like to get past these distressing feelings if possible. Your input is appreciated. Is it like wanting your wife to bang you enough of an impetus to like get over this I won't handle this gun thing? Be nice to James. James is... That is... Come on. James, if my husband was like, oh, I don't want to handle a gun, I'd be like, wow, James I'm never going to bang you is again. right there. Uh, James is what we call a, a person who is available to be convinced. And he, um, I think, I think he might even admit that if we were able to talk to him, uh, I did, I actually did have guns in the household prior to my thirties, but I didn't buy my first gun until I was uh, 30 or 31, but I did have, um, family pieces in the home. Anyway, uh, what is my suggestion to get over the anxiety without handling or firing the weapon? My suggestion is to handle and fire the weapon. And I would say that, um, because that's really the only real way that that you're going to have to handle these things to realize that they're not as terrifying as you may think. But I will say that also that uh, the reality is there's going to be one in your home. And if you want to be a responsible gun owner, as you should, there, and there will be one in your home if, you're, if your wife is pursuing this and she ends up succeeding and doing what she wants to do, um, I think that you have a, an obligation to your household to be competent with that with that firearm and to know you don't have to go to the range every day. You don't have to be a marksman. You don't have to be, you know, I don't, you don't have to be spinning a revolver around your finger and shooting from the hip and all. You don't have to be Annie Oakley. You just, you have to know the basic safety operations of it and basic firearm safety. If you really don't want to shoot it, I would suggest consider taking a safety class. There's got to be like a firearm safety class in your area. That's more just on the concepts of the safety rather than the shooting of the firearm. But I'm telling you, man, nobody in their entire, nobody I've ever known, including myself has gone to a gun range and handled guns and thought that was terrifying. I never want to do it again. They think, wow, that was not as freaky as I thought. The guy from Vox. And that, well, except for media propaganda or the guy on CNN with the full semi-auto, everybody I know, myself included, has thought that wasn't actually as scary as I thought. And actually, it was really awesome. I would love to go again. <laughs> that's that's yeah. most people's reactions. I hope that... that um, but listen, boils down to this. If your wife does what she wants to do, there's going to be a firearm in your home. If there's a firearm in your home, I think you have an obligation to understand how to how to handle it safely. So that's what I would say. Start start with yeah. some classes. Go to the range. Yeah, and handle the gun if you ever want your wife to handle your penis ever again. <laughs> I appreciate. Hey, I appreciate James being open to. Not. Listen, I I used to be a, a common sense kind of anti gun person too. 
And uh, it was people who assumed my good intentions and helped me learn these things that totally converted. What about me. a touch of ridicule? Without a push well, you in the right it direction. wouldn't. It wouldn't be blonde without a touch of ridicule. I hope James <laughs> understands. I'm sorry, James. I'm not sorry though. What I said is is totally true. <laughs> I'm sure he uh, probably Char- expected that a little bit. Come on, he knows. I mean, distressed yeah. by the idea of a gun oh. in your home, and then like the whole concept that like your wife is willing to handle a gun, but you're not because you find it too distressing. Oh, be nice to James for all. Listen, James will be mm. emailing us a year from now saying the NFA is bullshit. Machine guns <laughs> should be legal for everyone. I will not have my rights infringed. Just you watch. Just you <gasps> you're watch. Uh, Charlie said, concerning the censorship of political channels by streaming platforms like YouTube and the ongoing search for good alternatives, have you ever considered broadcasting over shortwave radio? (laughs) We we have never talked about that. I I didn't even I don't even know how to do that. I I, I, I figure I guess I thought that is shortwave radio not regulated because like if you're a radio broadcast, that's all regulated by the FCC. I have, no, you have to be I have, like licensed I don't know anything do about stuff. this. I have no I, I actually don't either. I couldn't tell. Oh, um, oh, never mind. Uh, no, I've not considered that. Uh, what's the reach too? Like if I was broadcasting on radio from Bozeman, how far would that even go? I don't know. I mean, I get some radio from like San Francisco. Yeah. At late at night, you can get it out here too. Yeah. Um, this is from Sam. John Adams once said, "You will never know how much of it has cost my gener- how much it has cost my generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make a good use of it. If you do not, I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it." Our founding fathers would be both overjoyed at the heights our country has reached, uh, for amidst countless great other great achievements, there rests an American flag upon the moon. Allegedly. Yet our founders, yeah, supposedly, yet our founders would also weep over how far we've fallen and how far we have strayed. Can we reclaim what we have lost? Uh, this is the ultimate black pill question. Um, Skag's going to say yes. I'm going to say no because uh, culturally we have uh, we we've totally lost our ground and we can't we can't reclaim it without uh, just kicking millions of people out of this country. I mean, well, I think how, we would both how, agree. Like, it can be reclaimed. The question is how. The question is through what means. But I think that we've also lost the will to do something like expel naturalized citizens from this country. Now we're going to expel. Uh, Okay, Uh, let's play it out. What are the criteria for expulsion? See, we can't do it. I mean, it's it's impossible. (laughs) We can agree Uh, on that. It's not it's not going to happen. No, and I don't think um, no, I don't think there's any way to achieve that morally either. Those people, I mean, that. Yes, I will cuck on people's rights. Like I, I have to, but I think the pro- one way or another, you got to get back to those, um, so those founding principles and what that uh, beyond even whether all of the various communities of this country and the various political beliefs are are salvageable or they can be, um, they can they can get along without having conflict. You also just have the problem of the massive scale to which our federal government has grown. I mean that that is another constitutional problem. Could how do you dismantle the scale of the federal government through the legislative process? That is another thing that is never going to happen. Could you imagine Congress going there and kind of undoing everything and then calling it a day and going yeah. home and returning it all to the states? Another nope. thing that's never going to happen. Though that would also be a route to solving this returning everything to the states and allowing the states to be their own mostly autonomous communities that they were intended to be. 
Yep. Uh, it's, I don't, I don't lose faith that we can reclaim or, or realign our, our efforts toward the founding of this country and the vision of this country. It's just the question of how, and I will always, I think we have a moral obligation to do it through the means that, that, um, that were established for this country and to try as, as much as we can. That said, I don't feel particularly optimistic about that because I feel it's what's more likely Congress going a whole new Congress going in and dismantling the whole thing and returning power to the States or a mob showing up at your house and trying to kill you. I mean, yeah. it's, a mob showing up at your house and trying to kill you is not a hypothetical anymore. That's uh, that's a reality. So um, be prepared. I don't want to bring the fight to anybody, but they seem intent to bring the fight to me. So anyway, uh, Aaron says, uh, is it odd that people who are screaming hands off my body are now gagging themselves by overreaching mandates referring to the masks? Uh, yeah, uh, suddenly well, this, <laughs> I was reading a Facebook thread about this. I didn't even participate, but sometimes I like to read people's stupid debates because the my body, my choice mantra is becoming thrown. It's thrown back at the leftists. Obvious yeah. reference to abortion, but now with masks. In fact, one of the women who shut down the meeting the other day, one of the hecklers, the big photo in the local paper was her holding a sign that says, my body, my choice, with a mask crossed out. And the response <clears throat> that I saw in the Facebook comments is, uh, well, it's not your body, your choice, because it affects other people. Okay, now do abortion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's like, yeah, really. they, no, that doesn't affect another person. That, that, that doesn't. That affects a clump of cells or something like that. Um, I just, I don't, uh, to get serious on the, on the comparison, I don't agree that not wearing a mask is the equivalent of actively and intentionally killing someone. There, yeah, neither do I. That, that premise is... I, yeah, I reject that premise. That yeah. premise is so broad that it would impact virtually every aspect of of uh, of our day-to-day life like think of it this way like every single decision you make has some le- some at least minimal level externality if i uh let's say that i i don't know i i i push a yellow light too hard and uh that causes another car to break which causes another car to hit someone on a bike or something like that like am i directly responsible for that death right. or you you could go down you could you could even take it as a pedestrian if i step into a crosswalk too early and causes a car to swerve and the, the car drives into a grocery store or damages property or something like that. Am I directly responsible in that way? It, it, the chain of responsibility is too far removed on this mask thing. And also you as, as a person who is a mask believer or a, someone who wants everyone to wear masks, you have a choice not to interact with me as a non-mask person. Nobody's forcing exactly. you to come interact with me. Nobody's forcing... People I inter- people I talk to on social media they say that that not wearing a mask is forcing other people to breathe in your droplets. How? Who who are these people who are forcing you into interaction with me? Because those are the people actually committing the crime. Are you being kidnapped? Are you being held against your will? Who who? Yeah. Who's doing this to you? Because it's not me. You are free to stay home. You are if you don't want to go to the grocery store and interact with people, you're free to use curbside pickup. You're free to order on the internet. There's all sorts of options available to you if you don't accept the risk of just interacting with people in a normal setting. Yeah. So, whereas to go back to it, abortion is the voluntary direct ending of a life. That's what it is. That's not what mask wearing is or is not. Is, is or is not, correct. 
Uh, where were you? I hear the baby crying again, so I'm going to have to. Where were you in the super chat? Uh, uh, Mace is up next. Ah, crap. Okay. I've got a feeder, but I don't know if by the time I come back, if the show's going to be over. Um, it could be. I can carry on. And if I have to end, I'll just, uh, I'll send you a text or something. Oh, you don't have to do that. I'll, I'll know when I come up here, whether or not, <laughs> whether okay. or not the show's still coming. Um, okay. I'm going to go feed my baby guys. And if I don't come back before the show is over, thank you so much for joining us and for your patience. She's hungry. She won't always be this hungry audience. It's, you know, she's six weeks old, so got to feed all the time. We'll check in. Um, uh, all right. Thanks. Thanks. And uh, we'll see if we'll see you back in a few minutes, maybe. Otherwise, we'll call it a show. But thank you. And thanks for your patience, guys. Uh, let's see. We'll check back in with Super Chat here. Mace says, uh, curious for your take on the Supreme Court ruling that declared the eastern half of Oklahoma is now Indian reservation land. I just this case is so weird that I I don't feel quali qualified to evaluate it. I don't understand the jurisdictional claim and I don't understand the implications. As far as I understand, it was something to do with like a some sort of sexual assault against a child, something like that. And the guy made a jurisdictional claim on his conviction that was appealed. Ultimately, the Supreme Court deciding that there wasn't jurisdiction based on some tribal agreement way back when. I could be totally mischaracterizing it, but that's what I'm saying. I just don't. This one is so weird in the weeds that I just don't have the legal understanding to to really get into it. So uh, I can't I just can't opine intelligently on it, unfortunately. JM says so far, this shutdown mass, the shutdown mass Karens on Twitter say, quote, shouldn't we ban smoking and alcohol? Chances they're reaching to one of those. And if they uh, say yes to both, they lose everyone uh, looking on. I'm not sure I understand here. Shut down mass Karens on Twitter. Shouldn't we then ban smoking and alcohol? Oh, this shuts them down. You're saying you say that to them. Shouldn't we ban smoking and alcohol? Chances are they're attached to one of those and they will say yes. Uh, okay. I, I agree. Another thing that's interesting too is um, well, a lot of people come back to me and say, it's, it's not my viewpoint. It's not my opinion. It's science. Okay. I get to dictate your diet because that's not viewpoint. That's not opinion. That's science to which they say, well, that doesn't affect you. Yes, it does. You being an obese, unhealthy person absolutely drives up your consumption of healthcare resources. It absolutely drives up insurance costs. There are, again, externalities to almost everything that you do. And simply because the science says you should behave in a certain way doesn't mean that you are, in fact, compelled to behave in a certain way. I need, you're going to have to show me that you're directly violating someone else's rights for me to, um, for me to to get on board with restricting that sort of behavior and they they come back to me too i guess we shouldn't be regulating smoking in private businesses yeah probably not i don't think you should i think that should be up to the private business owner was uh, that jay oh yeah sorry are you back yeah she um had fallen asleep so oh all right um yeah he was talking about how he was talking about a karen comeback to get them to shut up ah gotcha um better call hall llc I'm very surprised the USA government globalists have not pushed for cashless society because of COVID thoughts. I just keep waiting. Keep waiting. I've encountered a few situations where cash is banned. Yeah, but I've not seen any really? kind of like national push. Certain shops. I've seen certain shops that say no cash. But it's I, legal tender. tender. How, how can they possibly? Yeah, I, w I wonder what is the legal. Aren't, aren't they required to accept cash? Is Yeah. I don't think they should be as a philosophical matter. You should be able to exchange whatever you want, but... 
as far as I understand, like you're supposed to, is there's some sort of legality to that? Well, can't you exchange whatever you want? You just can't omit it from the exchange. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm saying is like a, a, philosophically, I wouldn't have a problem if the business says we don't accept cash. We refuse. Okay. Well, that's just part of the contract that you're constructing. But I no, don't think I that's. No, do, I do have a problem with that. It's it's legal tender. It has to be exchangeable. Yeah, maybe. Uh, otherwise, it's worthless. I mean, I don't care if somebody's like, "I'll give you a pig and a blowjob for yeah, whatever." Barter system. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that. But, but you, but you must have to accept, accept cash. Yeah. I guess I hadn't thought about. There's probably a debate there, but I, I I've not seen any kind of national push for that sort of thing. John Connor says everyone has been banned. Roosh is gone. Yeah, Roosh is gone. Mm. Building him a platform, by the way. A new world order, new normal is here. People in my group are panicking. Internet blew the pot. Sod to 9-11. <laughs> Dr. Alan Sabrowski, U.S. Army War College. Um, Thank you. Unpack that, guys. That's a that's a You heard it one. here. Uh, <laughs> Gats Majorts. I work at a grocery store in Georgia, no mask requirement. There's a Karen who comes in almost every day to make sure all of us are wearing masks and shrieks at my manager. Yeah, they did that to my fiance. She works at a grocery store, too. I see you guys aren't wearing masks. That lady literally carried into the store into requiring masks for their employees. Where is the American hero that's going to bust these people's kneecaps? Just joking, Susan. Uh, John Connor, Clinton's, James Alafontis, Epstein, Marina Abramovic. Yeah. They're all in. Spirit Cooking Dinner, DJ Majestic Ape. Look up people like DJ Decay, JJ Decay. They hide with art and humanitarian work. It's all Satanism. Hmm. Damn, he's dropping some truth bombs. I hear you, John Connor. I hear you. I see you. Black Magic. I'm drinking some beers and can't remember whether or not I sent a super chat. So could we have a skag waffle on a certain certain ethnic group that controls the media and the banks? Give me my milk toast. Uh, that was pretty drunken, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> what, what, what do you want? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Who, me? I don't know. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> a skag waffle? Hey, a skag waffle? Not, what does that mean? Like why a, not a pancake? He just wants your, your brain breakfast or something. I, I guess. First son of man. <laughs> I recently saw on a website that shall not be named a gun range target. Instead of the target holding a gun, it was pointing a cell phone. Different kind of violence is getting Twittered real violence. Yeah. Can we pretend it's real violence? Yeah. Act accordingly. Uh, the Brat, 1983. Wanted to say something lighthearted. Blonde looks very pretty throughout your pregnancy. Congrats on the birth. Welcome to Sleepless Nights. Matt, get all the sleep you can. Congrats uh, when you get married. Thank oh, you so well, much. Thanks. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. My nose yeah. is back. Back to its normal yeah. daintiness. Uh, Clumsy K, have you noticed that black people do not use woke speak regardless of political position? Usually you hear them use their own words. That's true. They don't use woke speak. That is, um, and uh, as, yeah, all, all those terms, those cringe cliche terms are usually the unique domain of the college educated white person more, more often than not. Yes. And they are going to be in for a rude awakening when all of these black people are like long live Palestine and, and, you know, anti-gay stuff. White leftists are going to be like, yo, this is not what we uh, brought you in the folds for. Um, they're they're going to be out of their element. Uh, dangerous spaces. I always love the Dems contradictions. This country is racist, but also we need to let a bunch of immigrants into our racist country. Pick one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Levi Smith. Faith isn't belief without evidence. It's complete trust in someone or something. 
I have, I say, I have faith in Jesus. I have many reasons and evidence. Others may reject that. Doesn't mean there is no evidence. Hmm. That's true. That's true. Maybe I'm looking at faith the wrong way, but in terms of an afterlife, I think it does require a, a leap of faith. Um, yeah. 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 Polaris five and nine, Matt, you should get Dave Smith on the show. I think you two can have a great discussion on the pitfalls of libertarianism. I've seen his, him on Stefan. I don't know him. So maybe I'll have to check him out. Uh, clumsy K almost all legal immigrants, including myself, um, meet in San Francisco, support Trump, Indian bros on my block, the whole all-star kids all want to build a normal life. Now I appreciate that. And in, in a perfect world, uh, I wish that we could just all share our culture and that you guys would, you know, completely integrate into our culture, but be honest with yourself. What have you brought from your homeland? Was it only the good stuff? Was it? I don't know. It's, it's, we have to, we have to, we have to guess. That's the unfortunate part. We can't interact, but I, I generally like to hear I genuinely would like to hear his response to that question. Yeah. Cause I, I, I <clears throat> we're past the two hour mark. I'm losing my, my voice, but, uh, I, I think that I think we're we've got way too broad of an immigration open door right now. That said, I don't think that I don't think that the sort of people he's describing uh, are non-existent. I think that I think that there is that sort of person that that does that does bring value that is here for the right reasons that is here for the right values, and I think we should try to find them. Okay, we can we can agree on that. Fair enough. Um, somebody said there are plenty of Americans who were born here that don't bring any good to the table. But yeah, that's, that's true. That's but we true. have to, that's definitely true, but we still have to deal with our own, just like every other culture. We have to deal with these Appalachian cousin fuckers and stuff. They're <laughs> still our people. We still have to deal with them. Yeah. I don't have to be happy about it, but you know, does that mean that I'm also obligated Unless we really to get on this, uh, catapult expulsion for citizens too. Cause you know, then we can deal with it that way. <laughs> yeah. You're onto something. Yeah. Uh, Jacob C. Just to give people the context of my admittedly massive email, I believe that the silent majority is currently preoccupied with the recession, unable to tackle far lefty madness because of the tasks immediately before them. That's astute, Andrew. Uh, thank you for being honest. For the honest answers, though, wouldn't expect anything less. Keep on, keep on, gang. That is exactly what's going on. And thanks for supporting the show, and thanks for the the question. I I hope they're out there, man. Uh, uh, big armada. Big- Big Armada. Um, I'm kind of clumsy myself, which is why I haven't gotten the gun yet. This was really good advice to take into account, Matt. Is this, uh, I wonder if this is the same person or is this a different? If it is, I apologize. If it's just because of your clumsy, then I think that changes it, things. It could be. Maybe he, yeah, he's just nervous about his own ability to handle it or something. Who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, I, I hope that, uh, what I would say is if, if you're worried about clumsiness or your own, propensity for accidents or whatever i'm or telling you a heavy un, drinker un, or if you have suicidal ideation sure like legitimate health concern type stuff absolutely yeah. and that would that would also i assumed that that was not present that it's just i am an otherwise healthy person who has a fear of this sort of thing or, or distaste for this sort yeah. of thing yeah that said if you are an otherwise healthy person who just has a propensity for accidents or clumsiness that's another reason i would encourage you to go to a range like Go to a range, work with someone. And by that, I mean a range which has professional people there. 
Not just yeah. like a, a place where you can go shoot on your own time. I mean, work with someone who knows what they're doing. Work with exactly. someone who trains people in firearm skills. And that is a person who can really make you feel confident and comfortable because it's a person who knows what they're doing. Don't just go play with it yourself. Work with someone who, exactly. who knows what they're doing. Um, King in the head, and then I've got to reload. Uh, government blackface is dragging Virginia down, likely with a spare clan hood. Status hit the wall harder than Kathy Griffin. Thinking of moving, but my family lives here. Don't know what to do. There have got to be some, some conservative strongholds in Virginia, right? Everywhere except for the D.C. suburbs, as far as I understand. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That sucks. That's, that is the question. What to do about family? Because living by family is really important, yeah. as I am learning right now. Well, maybe you convince family to move. Maybe that's the answer. That's what I did, and it totally worked. Um, Cloud Nine Ninja. James, you just need to get out to the range and try it. The recoil will cause your balls to drop and increase your T levels 100 fold. Jeez, dude, all in brotherly love. P.S. Your wife is a stud. Oh, it sounds like you. That is even meaner than what I said. <laughs> she does sound like a. She sounds like a keeper. No, that's yeah. Uh, I, and I, and James, if you're listening, you know, I, I, I'm sure he expected a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, fun at his expense. So I hope that he's a good sport about it. And thanks for. Thanks for being a good sport, I hope. Uh, Two-way, even if you're not going to own your own gun, do a conceal and carry course sure. to learn the safety rules. That's really good advice. Like in our state, some states, they actually have live fire qualifications for concealed carry uh, permits. In our state, we didn't. I, I expected, and actually in, in Montana, I expected it to be all about firearm safety. It wasn't. It was about legal right. use of force, which is also good information to have. But the particular concealed carry class I took, I wouldn't say was particularly useful for general gun handling knowledge. It sort of assumed yeah. that you know that. It was like, hey, here's the ins and outs on Montana law on use of force. You should know these. That's, that's yeah. what it was, which is still good information. It's just not probably not what I would recommend for John at this point. This is Brett Kester. It's the last one. What are your thoughts on getting rid of the Lando Lakes mascot and other food <laughs> mascots? I find it pretty American that they removed the Native American but kept the land. <laughs> well, it's the same with um, with uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben and mm -hmm. Aunt Jemima. It's gonna be we're gonna enter weird territory where it's like, can you only depict white people? Can you only yeah. show? I I don't know. I don't understand what deleting those things if, uh, achieves because none of those were even caricatures, really. Like Uncle Ben was just a picture of a black guy. Aunt Jemima was more or less just a picture of a, a black woman. In fact, a real black woman, as far as I understand. She was a real person. I don't know if that was her real name, but she was a real person. Yeah. And the Lando Lakes Indian, like, yeah, it was a stereotypical kind of Pocahontas-looking Indian, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a Cleveland Indian's caricature. Who would call it racist? Right. Yeah. It's just a depiction of a person. So it's, we're entering a weird spot. Dangerous Spaces also sent one in. Uh, oh, don't just go play with it yourself, Matt 2020. Yeah, I, I kind of realized I'd said that uh, out of, and could be taken out of context after I did, but you get what I mean. Um, okay. Uh, I think we're good. Just a few more over on um, Live. We'll call it a night. I got to check it on Streamlabs too. Uh, Jen Collins says new documentary Uncle Tom is supposed to be good. I've not heard anything about it, but I guess I'll have to check it out. Uh, ETC says, I see you, Silosopher. Ha ha. Well, thank you guys for, uh, for supporting the show tonight. Very kind of you. And they're gifting subs over on DLive too. So thank you guys for that. Uh, just a couple on Streamlabs. And we will call it a night. 
Actually, um, no, we're good. Last I had was the Dell mod joke, so we're all we're all caught up. Anything else before we get out? Uh, no, we're good. All right, well, we will call it a night. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Very much appreciated, as always. Uh, we'll, we'll resume on Sunday, of course. I already got um, the the hoax hate train never stops. I got plenty of uh, hoax hate submissions for Sunday. Uh, I want to check in with some bullshit characterization of Dr. Fauci's lies. I saw a morning news segment that said Dr. Fauci didn't lie. What he said was accurate at the time. Accurate at the time for Dr. Fauci. And uh, we got a bunch of other stuff. Too. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Very good.